Whoever she was, I must have scared the living daylights out of her. Fellas, variations and gentle ladies thereupon, this is 100 Things I've Learned from Phil. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Planty, and joining me today from Newcastle we have Chris Ramsey. I'll read. From Northern France we have Gerard Depadou. <laughs> Bonjour. From Yorkshire we have Sir Patrick Stewart. All right. And from Bristol we have the entire cast of Skins. Great <laughs> <Reap>, babbers. <laughs> Welcome. Before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy, incredibly cool patrons. Help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. I was tricking you, it's me, it's Oodles, and this is Modern Escapism. You fell for it. Oh, we just changed the title. I was wondering whether, you, wondering whether you were going to give a, a Planty's uh, Patreon out there. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to them as well. Oh, yeah, do they're it. great. But all I need now is a massive, massive dose of Biggest Breaking News. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. So, guess what? What? We've been nominated for an award. No. Yes. For those who don't know... Crowd Ultra is a part free all-in-one event, an audience interaction app. And the um, awards that they do feature over 100 categories. Among segments, they provide value to including events, podcasting, event talent, and event planning. But we're not sponsored by them. We have nothing to do with this. It sounds so after like receiving a 1,000 nominations, they narrowed it down to the top five fiction podcast nominees. These podcasts stood out among the rest and should be celebrated for the quality of their work. Those selected were determined by a mix of submitted nominations along with our expert panel's assessment on a multitude of considerations, including quality, community, and uniqueness. Yes. And we were in there in the top five. We are. I don't know how, but we have. Do Dragon Stream of Scorched Sheep has been nominated. Yeah. What do you mean you don't know how? It's incredible. Gadget should be proud. I've been buzzing all week. Absolutely. My, my, I've awesome. been unable to fit through doors. My ego has gone through the fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> and no one has come forward to explain how this happens, so we're completely in the dark They've about it. They've listened to it, clearly. Chuffed. Yeah. But, but the, the, That's the, how it works. The, the, the ones we're up against, so we're up against four of the podcasts called 1001 Sherlock Holmes Stories. Shite. The, the Truth. Uh, West Side Fairy Tales. And Shite. one called Chad, a Fallout 76 story. That's proper shy. I, I voted for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, I've that's not how it works. Fallout story. It's, it's, so we're in um, we're in the fiction category. One. Is that what we've got it on? Sorry, what was that, Oodles? Yeah, is it the fiction? Yeah, category? yeah, uh, top uh, top fiction podcast. So what about topical podcasts? Modern Escaping should get nominations, especially with this kind of news broadcastery. I know, but we are the only <laughs> D&D podcast in there as well, so that's something Fucking as well. So, if, uh, yeah. I mean, if they're saying they had a thousand nominations for fiction podcast, if we're the top D&D one, that's fucking good by my attitudes. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't know a better one. I've so never yeah, listened to any of us. To, uh, <laughs> if you're a listener, thank you very much for putting us forward, but we knew nothing about it. 
Cheers. It's awesome. awesome. I'm well happy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well deserved. And speaking of awards... Considering we're like... I was just saying, though, considering we... The five of us literally had no idea how to play D anD D. It was all brand new. Yeah, it's all <laughs> all doing this role playing stuff was kind of brand new to us all. Like, I like how you say had no idea. Like how you said had no idea. I still don't know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the fun. So, that's the fun part. Of it. I, I, I at this at this point, obviously, I'd, I'd love for us to win it, to so, so we can say we're an award winning podcast. But I'm just buzzed that someone someone nominated us and that uh, a selection panel have thought, yeah, this is good. Like, that's enough for me. I'm fucking over yeah. the moon with it. Imagine which episode they listened to. I wonder which one it was. Ooh. I hope it's the one where Stigfeld tossed a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope it's the one where you fight the meat monster at the end of season two. I hope it's one oh, with the God, no. musical which, number in it. Well, it could be the one these. I, I just like the idea of judges listening to like to, to us going over three to three three rounds of combat with treble, just like putting a pan of oil, burning oil in front of the creature rather than throwing it over it. <laughs> what if they think, God, that theme tune's really good. Who sings that? Let's get them a record deal. That'd be nice. No, never again. <laughs> Been stung by that before. Next. So yeah, speaking of awards, it's been a bit of a busy week. It's the Game Awards were uh, announced on uh, Thursday night, I believe. Yes. At silly o'clock in the morning. And um, we've got a long list here, so just going to rattle through it. And if anyone wants to jump on any of them and discuss it, then please do. Um, I've just picked out the ones that I thought stood out to me. So um, very weirdly, the show started with a pre-award, which I just didn't they, understand they, they, what they were doing. They, they did have, it last year. Yeah, they always have a half an hour pre-show before, be, while, while Jeff's carefully lacing up his special trainers for the yeah. night. It takes about <laughs> half an hour. lady to do it. They that get, lady in the pool. How lovely bright and white they were. Yeah, they, they get someone else to do it. And it, it's, it's, the, it's usually indie games that get announced then, or like stuff that's not that doesn't want to pay to be on the big show. Yeah. And there was a very weird, unexpected appearance from Al Pacino, who couldn't read the autocue particularly well. <laughs> Ooh, he was just pleased but... to get out. Yeah, he did look a little lost, didn't he? And then we had this um, emphatic speech from uh, Christopher Judge, who won the uh, performance award for he droned on a Kratos bit. and God of War. And it went on for some time. Yeah, he got awkward enough. He, he went on about as long as the game. <laughs> yeah, ask it, ask him to a bit. I was like, "All right, now, mate." Look, I saw a look, news look, article that looks said he fucking hadn't savage. Even though. It looks as well. awesome. he was still going. Oh yeah, still, still yeah, there's a musical today. music number playing in the background. I thought it was part of it. It was so weird. No, the, no, the music's to say "fuck off the stage," like the Oscars thing. But it sounded like it was a build-up to what he was saying. It was perfectly timed. <laughs> it does look they fucking him, brilliant, they, though, doesn't it? They let him go on a bit long. I think. Like, yeah, I, it's I, weird. It's nice that he's taking the game awards seriously, but there's a yeah. fine line between seriousness and. Maybe a little bit of self-indulgence. Mm. Yeah, it's not the Oscars, is it? Just thank you, God, and fuck off. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I did get, I did get right, a, Ricky Gervais. I did get a little chuckle when he, when he called Corey Barlog a real motherfucker. I really like that. <laughs> mm. But speaking of them, uh, what was announced, though? There was a cinematic for Dead Cells DLC, which was returned to Castlevania, which I don't think anybody saw. Just give us Castlevania, please. Yeah, that's all that's all I can think about. I mean, Dead Cells, like, Dead Cells is great, but I don't want to play Dead Dead Cells in the castle in Castlevania. I want to play a Castlevania game. I hate yeah. that Dead Cells. You you always go straight back to the beginning. I know you know you're supposed to in those yeah. kind of games, but you get so far straight back to the beginning. Fuck off! <laughs> Can't be asked. Lovely game. So Sony's hard as fuck. Delivering more of its 
exclusives to the PC. So uh, Returnal and Last of Us Part One were both announced coming out next year. That's going to be I quite every <coughs> game they do Sorry. now. Several yeah. months later, it'll they'll end up on PC. Yeah, they're not stupid. They know where to get some money from. Last of Us Part One is also expected to be working on the Steam Deck because it's being used in Steam Deck advertising at the minute. Yes. Mm. Mm. One I like the look of, no idea how it will play, is Hellboy, Web of Weird or Word. Mm. <laughs> I think it's, it's Web of Weird. It. It's a roguelike action adventure, but it has the comic book style of Mike um, Millar. I, I, think I reckon it'll, I really reckon it'll play like Hades. Well, speaking of which, uh, Hades 2 was announced. Yes, it was. Looks banging. Yep. I mean, it looks so more of the same, funny. which was banging in the first place. The sexy gods. <laughs> <laughs> more sexy gods, please. Uh, there's yeah. a Silent Hill-esque horror game called Post Trauma. I like the look of that. It's got all the fixed camera stuff. Yeah, not convinced of that, but mm. I missed that. Might be. It's a little bit janky. Yeah. I'll be interested to see more of it. I mean, I'm, I'm all for more yeah, yeah. like fixed camera horror. Um, I just need to see more. <laughs> But at least it showed the gameplay. I hate all the trailers that just... Oh, yeah, it was only about... may or may not be in the game. Ten trailers of the night which actually had any fucking gameplay in them. <laughs> always the concept, isn't it? Yeah. Not actual yeah. game footage. No shit. <laughs> but one that did, that I thought looked fucking amazing, was the uh, PlayStation exclusive uh, puzzle... First-person puzzle viewer viewfinder, which I thought looked amazing. Really cool. That weird Clash of Graphics one. It looked like they were t- kind of putting photos over it and it changed the yeah, 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 yeah. And then you cool. can walk into that. It just looked like something different. I liked it. It'll probably only be yeah. like four hours long, but it looks cool. Yeah. There's one uh, called After Us, a new atmospheric adventure game published by Silent Division. Do you After next Us year? is such a bad name. Yeah, that was... I, just, I like the uh, atmosphere of the background and there was like a, a huge bones of a dog and then it turned into covered in grass and its soul came out and just, yeah, I just thought it looked really cool interesting mm-hmm. uh, there's a cool looking side scroller um, probably based in the 80s called Replaced I like the look mm. of that that looked really cool that, that looked one looked really cool, cool. it's a pixely one wasn't it yeah I like yeah. that that animation cool. looked really good on that I don't know how to feel about Street Fighter 6 trailer looked really cool but I feel like I'm in the wrong age group that it's aimed at. It's They're putting just... too much into it. Loads of weird things. Like it's not just a fighting game anymore. It's everything. Yeah. It's an adventure game as well, isn't it? It's got like an open world uh, yeah. adventure shit to it. And they were saying online, someone was saying that there's like dancing mode and stuff where you like <laughs> rhythm action. I'm like, what the Up fuck is it. Street Fighter? I just well, the original what Street Fighter Five was it? it? Was released with almost vanilla content. There was literally nothing. Yeah, they're in doing it, the so opposite with listened. this, aren't they? To everybody and just put everything in it. Yeah. Isn't the issue really that Street Fighter Five essentially was just Street Fighter Four but looks a little bit prettier? Yeah, like yeah. So yeah. you have to do and something a bit different. Have many characters. You have to do something a little bit different. In Capcom, yeah, we trust the, uh, the hip hop kind of graffiti stuff is, looks cool, but I just feel like yeah. it's aimed at teenagers and not me. Which is a shame. You're a hip hop uh, maestro. You should be into it. <laughs> Bioshock is back, or is it? The developer Ken Levine announced Judas, and it looks like Bioshock. It looks like Bioshock really in space. Really cool as well. And I'm into it. Mm. Entirely. I'm so into Great. it. Give it yeah. to me right now. I need it. Yeah, just, just insert it into my brain. I'm just, yes, I want it. Like, I'm finished. I, I, you don't want it now. Well, I know, but I've, I've been a huge fan of Ken Levine's games. Like, I've loved them all the way from um, System Shock all the way up, like all the stuff that he's worked on. 
Uh, actually, no, it was Thief. No, System Shock was first, then it was Thief. Um, yes. So, yeah, he's, his storytelling is fucking unparalleled. I know Bioshock Infinite was a hot mess of places, but the story was great. Agreed. Yeah. Mm, I think that was actually the highlight of the show for me. Fucking hell. Yeah. Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after talking about it last week, um, Destiny 2's expansion, Lightfall, had a massive Next. trailer. That was. And, no, no, so- I'll tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't know. I was not expecting that. From... It's, it's practically the same synthwave trailer that did at uh, E3. It just it looks dull. Like for all it's kind of flashy and bright, it's just it's Destiny Two. Ooh. Like I find it, it's impossible to get excited about Destiny Two because I don't play it. Yeah, like it's, I liked how the original game looked. Yeah, also that as well. But like, I really the, did. It feels like it feels like they're they're advertising to their own existing audience. They're not they can't bring anybody new into it because of the way they run the game. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Stay with us, yeah. and you can have Destiny Punk. You'll love it. It's so neon, baby. Neon RGB, baby. <laughs> Fucking boring. Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> it's just hit me. Just drunk on stubby beers, everybody. I'm at about ten. Uh, next up, I had a Rocksteady Suicide Squad. What was that? He said he's had about 10. I said, still on your pint's worth. It is on my pint. It's about three pints. Uh, yeah, next up is Rocksteady Suicide Squad. The touching uh, announcement that uh, the late Kevin Conroy would be uh, involved. I, you know, I, I think this is in bad taste. And I know I love Kevin Conroy so much, but they're going to kill Batman in this. Do you think they're going to kill Batman? Or do you think it's... I don't... I, I did you see? I did, I did actually like when Captain Boomerang accidentally chopped Flash's finger off. Yeah, that was funny. Mm. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, I, I did, yeah, I also like that. You know, Harley Quinn saying, "Oh, don't worry, Batman doesn't kill people," and then he drops a corpse and fucks yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. It's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope, I hope, um, yeah, they don't kill him. I know it sounds weird because it's killed the Justice League, but I think they brainwashed out there, so they won't. Yeah. You won't kill them. They're just no. The, yeah, the storyline. It's same. It's same as the injustice. The injustice storyline. That's what. That's what yeah. they're basing this from. Where Superman goes nuts and crazy, and everyone starts being bad. Yeah. Mm. 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 I, hope, I hope it's good because the last the, that Gotham Knights, whatever it's called, that's a fucking different team though, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, this is actually Rocksteady. This, this is Rocksteady oh. pedigree, so it's probably going to be good then. And they've seen what happened to that, so they're like, "Come on, guys, let's knuckle down. Let's make a good game." We're going to get a PC port that works, though. Because Arkham Knight did not work on PC for about two years. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Not asked. My, my consoles are <laughs> more powerful than my PC at this point. True. <laughs> consoles, baby! Uh, next up, Respawn Star Wars Jedi sequel Survivor is coming up next year. That looked great. It's got a beard, hasn't it? Pretty good. I avoided <laughs> it because I still haven't played the first one yet. I actually... I, I don't even care. I go on record say I loved the first one. I thought it was brilliant. I need to. I need to um, give it another try. I, I, pl- I played it on Game ooh, Pass ages ago and didn't get very far in it. But I might mm, give it. I same. think it's. I think it's sensational. It's. It's a secret Metroidvania. It's a uh, Souls like and all that mixed into one. It's just. Oh, it's lovely. It's really good. And if you like Star Wars, it makes it even better because there's lots of references to it. It's. I think you should push through it. The first. The first two hours are not. Indicative of what the actual game is, you just got to push through. Fair enough. I think it's brilliant. 
Next up uh, is a game from a developer you may have heard of, Hideo Kojima. Never heard of him. It is, of course, Death Stranding 2. It's called DS2, actually. Working title. All right. <laughs> <laughs> DS2 is such a shit. I hope, it, I, hope, I hope it's not that. It's not. It is. A, not Kojima that. said it's a working title. So it'll probably yeah. be something completely um, different. It's Death the Stranding sequel 2. no one asked for, but knowing Kojima, it won't be like the first game. No. I can't imagine it being a delivery simulator this time round. No, I don't think all so. the deliveries have been made. You know what I mean? I think I, I reckon it's something a bit more survival. I reckon it's judging from the trailer. Spoiler alert: the the uh, oh, I assume to be uh, BB. That little kid got killed, didn't it? It looks like a bit of a revenge tale, maybe. I think there's definitely going to be you, more action in this one. Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be more of a straight up. Like combat game, I, it's, it's probably going to be tying knots and stuff like they did on the last one. Because he's not lots of crying, <laughs> lots of crying. <laughs> I did like the drawbridge spaceship thing. I yeah. reckon that's going to be your own base. Mm. I, I, it, it's got um, it looks like Higgs with a guitar. Why not? <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the, the, the thing the thing did say Troy Baker was uh, was in it, so it means Higgs is in it. Hmm. It might, it might just be, it might just be a clone, or anything. you don't know with Kojima. This is the thing. Oh no, you can't, you can't a... second guess anything from Kojima. Yeah, this could be just bait and switch. It might not even be, it might not be Death Stranding Two, knowing him. <laughs> the person with a guitar is Liquid Snake. <laughs> possibly, possibly, yeah. brother. brother. Imagine, imagine. I've so dived deep into the realms of Reddit. As soon as the trailer was announced, I've watched the trailer about a thousand times, and I keep trying not to get too hyped and too into it because I know we're probably not going to get it for another eight years. <laughs> I reckon that. I can't I keep up that level of hype for that long. You got to remember, he's got the decimal engine all in place now. Yeah. So that's that's the hard bit done. So he's working on something else as well. So yeah, on Xbox, is... he's doing an Xbox One. He's doing yeah. a PC game as well, isn't he? Doing two. He's doing, doing three games with now. El Fanning and somebody else. No, yes. no, El Fanning's in this. She's in this. He's in this. Oh, I was going to say, it's probably involved in that. Yeah, all these. All he's all doing these three projects, isn't he? At once. He's yeah. doing three projects at the moment, and that's rare for him. Well, yeah, because he's usually working for somebody else. Yeah, I hope it doesn't destroy the, uh, the process. Because he says he want, he's doing his Death Stranding, which is going to be like his flagship. He's doing that game for Xbox where he, some, he said something along the lines of, you're not expecting this. So I reckon it's going to be like somewhat simple. Back to his. Uh, Boktai days and stuff like that. Maybe Zone of Enders. Oh. I don't think. I don't I'd, buy think so. an, I'd buy an Xbox for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next up, um, there's a story and gameplay teaser for Tekken 8. Look pretty cool. A few characters I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited for Tekken than Street Fighter, weirdly enough. Yeah, me too. I always I want am. more Tekken. Tekken's, I love yeah. Tekken. Yeah, I want more Tekken. It's going to be weird to have a Street Fighter and a Tekken drop in the same year. I don't think that's happened for decade, Not for a, while, not for a long half. time. Yeah, not for a very, very, very long not time. Not since Street Fighter uh, X Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Love that game. Because both developers are really bad at releasing games regularly. <laughs> Apparently, people have been playing Tekken already in Japan, haven't they? So, not fully. Like, just, like, An arcade machine pumping in money yeah. into it with the fighting yeah. sticks. Like the good old days. <laughs> Hunting Harkers Huarang oh, I love Tekken Love it mm. Next up Larian Studios Announced A release window For Baldur's Gate 3 
I'm so fucking I, I was blown away by that myself. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love Baldur's Gate, Ashwin Dale. I love all that shit. I, I, I said this in our Discord, but I, I was laughing. I, 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 I was watching some of this because I was struggling to sleep, so I put it on for a bit. And that just happened to be at the same time. And people were in the comments in the chat going, It's Kratos! It's Kratos! What the fuck is Kratos? It's not Kratos. Doing in it? I was like, Fuck <laughs> off, it's not Kratos. <laughs> like, Kratos wasn't even a concept when uh, Baldur's Gate was around. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's, it is, it's the best into the original version Minsk, of D&D yeah. and um, video games. Yeah. Minsk, the only one Minsk's I little really mouse. knew. Mm. I, I, I love Baldur's Gate. Icewind Dale, all those. I, I just fucking adore them. It's gone <sighs> work now, though, apparently. It oh no! Because two women were kissing. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Even though <laughs> I think it's your character and another character, so it could just be a male or a female. Oh, the, I mean? it's... oh the romance options you could do in Baldur's Gate One and Two were fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. You it just, it's, you've got to laugh when people again. comment on stuff like that. And you go, "Have you gone back and looked at the originals?" Yeah, it does. It, like... it, it does look great, and it's got controller support to be able to play it on Steam Deck. But I'll probably also actually that'll be one of the few games that next year I play it on my PC itself because just I, you need I that feel art like style. It, it, yeah, you, you need you need a mouse, mate. That's what you fucking need. What yeah. we have to do is <laughs> play it properly ourselves and then do mm-hmm. a multiplayer run on it. Yeah, as the score sheet party. Yeah. Yes. Just just Ooh. because um I couldn't not stick to a timeline and wait to carry on. So yeah, play it I'll be able to play it on my we'll laptop, a, but it have to be like version. really. It'd have to be really low quality, but you won't see that, so it doesn't matter. They, they also announced the collector's edition for it, which I fucking want so much, but it's 260 fucking do euros. It's got a massive statue of an illithid fighting a drow. Come on! Don't, don't do it. The game probably won't be in there. Just get someone you know, I'll enter a competition, I'll win it, and I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah, win it for you. You win it for something else again this week. And I'm a lucky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Fucking wanker. What? <laughs> Hate the man. Moving swiftly on. Uh, it's uh, Diablo 4. Yay! Next. No. Next. Um, well, interestingly, <laughs> Next. the limited edition, collector's first. edition, does not apparently include a copy of the game. Nope. Nice. And shockingly. Well done. And it's, if you can that, afford that, you that can that afford the game separately. Or is it just that... That's a fact. You'd expect them to, the, the copy to be there anyway, so it's, this is the rest of the stuff that's in there, because... No, no. It's, it's, so it's so it's it is um it is just not there, flat out not there. You just buy tat. Yeah. Um, what does it actually cost though? I guess if you're gonna buy that, it's your own fault. Hundred quid in it. Uh, hang on a second. So for PlayStation, if you can afford a collector's edition, you can afford the game separately. Fucking. <laughs> you're one of them idiots. Am I right, Candy? Absolutely. <laughs> Still using that Fallout bag? Why do you always have to come for me? I've got two Fallout bags. You're still using them? Yeah, because you've got the original descent yeah, and then the replacement. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the nice one and the shit one. Great quality. The shit one must be worth something as well, wouldn't it? Probably. Uh, I think it's covered in mould now. Yeah, so it's, so it's $100 and in it you get the candle of creation, literal candle, a cloth map of sanctuary, Diablo 4 collector's edition art book, occult mouse pad, pin, Ooh. pin of the horror dream, and two matted Pins. fine art print size. Do you know what? Po- Do you know what? Like, it's only 100 quid, so that surely, yeah. like, if the game was in there, you wouldn't get all that stuff. Yeah, if it was... If it, if, so it's not actually that bad. If, if, it, were, if, it, if it was 100 and... 
60, which is what seems yeah. like collector's editions are coming out now, and if the game I'd be pissed off. But yeah, I also the problem think... is they are calling it the Diablo 4 collector's edition oh, when it's it? not there. The, yeah, they're calling it, well, <laughs> limited collector's box. That's what they're calling it. Well, oh, are they? Oh, well, that's fine then. It's not false advertising at all. Like, if, if, like I said, if it was 160 to $200, you'd expect the game, but the game is 60 to $70 anyway. You can't, yeah, you're not going to yeah. get all that stuff for $40, $30. No, you're not. No, you're not. not Still, a million years. wankers. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Don't Nod's next game um, is an action RPG called Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. I just like the idea of that. It looked pretty cool. So Don't the, Nod have got your... it. They're a bit hit and miss at the moment, aren't they? Sometimes they have a good game. Sometimes they're like, I really liked Vampire. I didn't like some of Life is Strange. Banishers just looked really generic. Like There was, there was nothing there that kind of hooked me into it. Yeah, it did look a bit generic, didn't it? Oh, I liked it. I thought it looked cool. Mm, they're to miss them, those guys. Uh, new Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2 is announced. Oh, no, it's already been announced. There's just a new trailer for it. Cool. Looked great. Oh, there you go. Years, <laughs> years of War in the Warhammer universe. That's all it is. Years of Warhammer. I like those games. I just need to, I need to get in there. The first, the first Space Marine was out on the 360, and it was fucking brilliant. I loved it. It, it was just a big, dumb game. You're a Space Marine on a forge world, knocking the shit out of orcs. What more do you want? <laughs> was, um, was Rogue Trooper Warhammer? I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, that... Uh, a blue guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was Tau, yeah. Is, it, is that actually Warhammer? Yeah, that was Warhammer, yeah. Guess what? I've played and completed a Warhammer game. Uh, no, so, wait, hang on. No, you, no, Fire Warrior was the Warhammer. Rogue Trooper was the 2000 oh. AD one. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. I've never read the books either. Oh, I've never oh, played good. a Warhammer game still. Uh, next up, Meet Your Maker. I thought it was a bit interesting. It was a building raiding game. Coming to consoles and PC next year. What was that the one? When you build a base, you try to stop somebody coming in to Oh, the Dungeon raid Master it, one. Yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. pretty good. I just I, yeah. I reserve myself for the ones that... There's too many and yes. I can't like... I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm waiting for Sons of the Forest... I'm not interested in anything else. If I can't make a skeleton chair out of the body of my enemies, then I'm not interested. No. You, you, you don't like want much in like life, do you? True barbarian show. No, I want to make a skeleton chair that I can place on top of my house and sit on it and look out at the enemies as they try to get in. And then I also want to make effigies out of their body parts. I don't think that's sociopathic nice. at all. No. No, oh. my, my fucking my Standard psych, stink, psychic meter was very low. Like, well, <laughs> you should see Stig Street. It's rotter. <laughs> Not for kids. The um, Lords of the Fallen got a new trailer. It's a reboot of the Lords Still of the Fallen. Still makes me laugh. This. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. It's not great, though. It's just, it, it, no, it's a, the problem is the trailer a, for the last one, also called Lords of the Fallen, not the Lords of the Fallen, looked good. The trailer looked yeah. good. That's that's <laughs> that's the one we absolutely need to see gameplay for before I can make any opinion other than the last one was shite. <laughs> oh, so bad. Imagine Dark Souls, Biggie, but even heavier and slower. Oh god, no. And actually I'm unfair. <laughs> yeah, and no, actually the, unfair. The, the game actually cheated you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine no, that. I'm out. Embrace it. I'm also out on this one that was announced. The crime boss Roque City, uh, first-person shooter heist game, but it, the cast Thing, was interesting. turned up, didn't he? What's his name turned up? Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, yeah. Vanilla Ice. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Is Michael Madsen dead? 
Did they weaken at Bernie's in? Is he actually dead? Because he's like this. He might. I, th- I, I was worried he was actually dead for a moment. Because <laughs> he, wa- he walked in like this, and then this guy did this weird Irish accent. Sorry if he's really Irish, but it sounded pretend. It sounded like Americans and, doing Irish. Mm. Yeah, and he was just yeah. hanging there going, hey, I like video games. I'm like, do you? Michael, you look dead. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Honest to God. Love it, though. Gotta love it. Regular guest on this pod, Cyberpunk 2077's <laughs> DLC, Phantony, sorry, Phantom Liberty, Phantony. was uh, <laughs> was uh, revealed, and Idris Elba's in it. In it, Idris Elba. Is that what you think Idris Elba sounds like? <laughs> he does a little bit, doesn't he? Lufa, he's Lufa. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! I thought my voices were bad. <laughs> they are bad. Uh, next up there was um, a big surprise and Oodles was uh, probably just blown away by this from software announced Armored Core 6 The Fires of Rubicon which is a fruity drink from what I remember Fires of Rubicon come on get hype this is the game of the show (laughs) I'm hyped it looked great Oh, it's going to be so good. And in the press release, they have confirmed it's a Souls-like. Which I, which oh. I think all the a lot of Armoured Core fans are pissed off about. I'm not, because the last one was quite Souls-y, but did, the original one was. Yeah. I, I did see someone on Twitter saying, how do you dodge step a Sidewinder missile? <laughs> <laughs> like, with rockets. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to be in my big mech suits. I hope you can create your characters, create your mechs. Oh, it's going to be so good. People are going to say, it. on Twitter, they're going to be like, mechs are cool, aren't they? I'm like, guys, I was there in the beginning. Mechs have always been cool. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Is there going to be a special edition of this with a massive mech? I'm going to pass them Nam- Nam- uh, Bandai Namco are publishing it, so there'll be some kind of special edition. Oh, speaking of them, their new logo, shit. It is. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> Looks like Wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> crap. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so, I'm it so wasn't wimpy. fucking psyched. Was the world premiere of the uh, new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. And it Looks good, cool. doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it look mm, good? Look great. It's like 12. It's like 12 and more adult. Mm. We've got oh. medieval Final Fantasy again. Candy's not impressed. Not sure. I'm not sure. I'll uh, I'll play it, but it's not it's not really speaking to me yet. It's... Is it because it's not Twink Boys in a Car? No, I got over the Twink Boys in Car when I was about twenty. No, I just I don't <laughs> I can't put my finger on why it's not hitting. But I think I just like Final Fantasy games have had their day a little bit. Maybe it's because I'm just Fuck off. maybe it's because I'm old uh, and miserable. Candy, right? Probably. This is definitely the Final Fantasy, this one. The Final no, Fantasy. No. <laughs> if you play 12 <clears throat> and tell me it's a bad game, you, you don't know games. I played 12. It was bad. Yeah, 12. No, it wasn't. It's perfect score in Famitsu. Come on. That's the only ones I haven't played. Don't do I it, love 10. Shite. I love 7, 8, and 10. Shite. They're all shit. 9. Hello, 9. <laughs> no, Hello, nine. Like 9. Hello, six. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, no, I, w- I will fuck off. But no, no oh, didn't do it for me. God. Hello, Chocobo Racing. <laughs> Hello, GP. Yes. <laughs> this one's not Better than Mario Kart. so I'm well in. The new one. They haven't been turn-based for years. Still. Well, 12's not turn-based. 
No, 12, yeah. 12, 12 is turn-based. It's just you can free move around. It was, it was yeah, 50, 50, 15 was the first one where you had real-time combat. Yeah. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I want, I, want, I want, like, adult Final Fantasy. I'm an adult, and I've grown up with this series. <laughs> You're an adult and this, with the body of a child. Look, you can't discriminate against my body like that. That's not fair. It's body shaming. Just because I haven't... I'm a real boy. Lift you up my little finger. <laughs> What's that, Pinocchio? Oh, please. <laughs> I've only got a little nose. See, I said it right and everything. Uh, just going to roll through a few <laughs> little uh, other stuff. Um, Xbox is preparing to join everybody else by raising the prices of its major new titles to seventy dollars. People buying discs. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's Game Pass. I think that's enough <laughs> the to dumbest push more thing ever. Game Pass. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it for more money. They're doing it to say for people, yeah, to go to straight to Game Pass. They want to get rid of that production line. 100%. Microsoft would love people to just use Xbox like everyone uses Steam. That's it. Can't Boom. wait for the special edition of Starfield, though. I wonder what oh. get. <laughs> get a real spaceship. You won't get the game in the box. No. Uh, next up, Elden Ring. Um, can prove your worth in various duels and battles by rolling a lot uh, with the free Coliseum update coming in uh, December. Yeah. It's already out. Oh, December yeah. now. It's already out now, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was ra- randomly just the tweeted out on Tuesday, hey, this drops tomorrow. And, uh, and immediately the internet went, woohoo! More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, gorgeous indie game. Thanks to uh, Stiggy for uh, getting me onto Gris. It's now going to get a PS5 version, so I may go back and play that again. Oh, play it's such now. a good game. Such a good game. Running at 4K. 120 mm. frames per second. I would have never played mm. that game uh, and Hollow Knight properly if it weren't for Stig's evangelical yeah. way of saying, just play Gris, just play it. And mm. yeah. He weren't wrong. Fucking he weren't yeah. fucking wrong at all. I bawled my eyes out playing that game. Yeah, same. It's, it's an awesome. experience. It's not a game. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's so rich. Agreed. Mm. That soundtrack, man. I'll play it again. I'll play it again in an heartbeat. Microsoft has invited Sony to join <laughs> Nintendo and Steam to sign up to its 10-year Call of Duty deal. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Gotta buy the balls. <laughs> if they're not sued. <laughs> yeah, because that's still ongoing as well. Mm. Yeah, they're not sued out their asses. Uh, Sonic co creator Yuji Naka has been arrested a second time for more insider trading. Trading? Uh, this time for Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier. So he's been a naughty boy. Man, man can't that help man. himself. I love him. He's such a rogue. (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. He's just running around Japan being an absolute boy. I love it. (laughs) Non-conformist. He's such a punk. He's just running around. Oh, I love the man. Just just let him run amok. Just let him run wild and see what happens. No, because then we'll get Balan Wonderworld too. Just do it. It's chaos, mate. We need that chaos. God, God, I've had another one of them. I played four minutes of Balan Wonderworld and I uninstalled it. (laughs) Your character runs really slow. It's awful. Awful. <laughs> Love that guy, though. Speaking of awful, Ben Studio veteran John Garvin has taken to Twitter to share his thoughts on the title of Days Gone Subdued Reviews. And, yes, he uh, said some things. <laughs> he said <laughs> the reviewers were fucking wrong. He said, the crazy thing is, nothing changed. That game, <clears throat> that... Game director Jeff Ross and I were responsible for. Gameplay, missions, and story. All that changed was code cleaned up their shit. So I guess bugs, streaming, and frame rate matter. Funny that Jeff and I are the ones who are gone. Huh. 
Days Gone to... is a fucking exceptional game. I'll yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it. And then he went on to it's blame tech issues, reviewers who didn't finish the game, and woke reviewers couldn't handle a graphic. There you go. There you go. Oh, I don't like that. Instantly, oh, sorry, that instantly just turns me off yeah. your, your point. You had a yeah. good point. Your first two points were good, and then you threw in the woke word because you want the yeah. fucking hits and you want people to talk about it. It's a fucking trigger word now that people use just to try and drum up some I didn't interest. know he said that. He's a prick for that. I mean, to be fair, John, John Garvin has been consistently an arsehole. Yeah. It's still a fucking exceptional game and reviewers were wrong and they didn't finish it. So naturally, I'll Ben's studio came out and had to release a statement. We're aware of the comments made by our previous creative director on Days Gone regarding his personal view on the critical reception of our intellectual property. Ben's studio does not share his sentiment, nor does it reflect the views of our team. Our studio is immensely proud of the work we accomplished on Days Gone and are thankful to every developer who poured their heart and souls into it. We are incredibly humbled by the support of our Days Gone community and we will continue to share our enthusiasm for our world and characters as we look forward to the future. If you type in Days Gone in YouTube now, every video is, we were wrong about Days Gone. People, now it's, it works. It's such a fucking great game. I mean, I mean, I mean, days, days gone is fine. I, I enjoyed my time with it. I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed what I played of it. I just, I, I just like the, um, like, because there is a fair level of complexity to the character of Deacon. Uh, but I, I like, I like how Garvin just kind of winds it down to that he's a gruff white biker looking at his date's ass. It's like, is that what you took away from the character? That he's not the most well detailed character ever written, but there is a bit more to him than that. <laughs> Sam Witt was brilliant. Yeah, Sam Witt was fantastic as Deacon. It's fucking sensational, and, and Boozer is ma- every character in that's really good. And yeah, they start off shit because they're in a fucking motorbike gang. They're deplorable people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're back to they have to they have to grow when the world ends. Basically, it's oh, such a good game. I'm gonna play it now. I'm leaving the podcast permanently. <laughs> no, no, not that. <laughs> Stig's 2022 film of the year, Black Adam, is projected to lose 50 to 100 million in its theatrical run. Insiders have said the film needs to make closer to 600 million to break even. Warner Brothers have now claimed 400 million is needed to break it. Production budget was 195 million. It's now been looked at as a box office flop. And then The Rock came out with a, with a tweet saying he'd spoken to the financiers and uh, finance team or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it actually has made profits in 70, of up to 75 million, which is still not very good. No. <laughs> no. Also, also, also imagine being the finance people and just having like your lead actor just ring up and go, yeah, I want information to put out on Twitter. To hey, people. it's Dwayne. <laughs> just want to know, um, can you send me a copy of the books, please? I want to see the books. And you drink man. Everything behind this, and his whole brand is behind yeah. this film. Bless mm. him. He wanted to be the next Superman, and he failed. Yeah, but he can always just keep pouring his tequila in his pancakes. So. <laughs> Cheat day. <laughs> Speaking of which, the DC Universe, the Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood reporters claim that the Snyderverse will no be so will be no more. Wonder Woman 3 is cancelled, Man of Steel 2, and any more Aquafat. Oh my god, Aquaman films have all suffered the same fate. They're yes. trying to do a shake up. Although Jason Momoa may be in contention to play the character of Lobo, which might be mm. interesting. Um, if they're, if they're getting rid of that continuity, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Because he suits Lobo massively, more than Aquaman. 
So yeah. I'm not. But they're I'm up but for they're that. um they're still they're still prioritizing Superman. So Henry Cavill is still going to do a Superman project. Because he's so, a really successful Superman. I know, though, but it? it's like we're getting rid of this continuity in this universe. But now, but we're going to keep this Superman. It's just still going to yeah, be it's going to confusion in it. Yeah, and, look at like, him. and then Peter he looks like it, Superman. And, like, was the success? Is that going to get a second series? Because that's within that continuity. That's one of James Probably Gunn's not. own projects. Oh yeah. Probably not. Like, it should do because it was fucking great. Yeah, it was really good. I wouldn't be bothered about keeping this universe and these actors and these characters but just hire a better well they've got James Gunn now so that's one step hire better directors and writers that's all you need to yeah. do or just like I said to Gadget I said to have a plan said to hire the right people the, um... and you can pull this round you can you can successfully within six seven years get this on track yeah to, to a big team up kind of film that they want to do it's easy enough to do it's just they just had. They didn't have a plan. They tried to rush it. They tried to, to go against Marvel by just throwing everything. Snyder's, I will forever say, wasn't the right person. Didn't understand the characters. Mm-hmm. Can make a film look gorgeous, but when it comes to the characters, he's just. It's, it's that's the second yeah. point. You don't care but about. Like that. like I said to Gadget in Discord, this they took all the fun from DC out of these films. They are goofy mm. books. You know what I mean? Yeah. They are goofy comic books. Nothing was fun. And when they did try to put fun in it, it didn't make sense in that universe because it wasn't a fun universe. Do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't have many jokes in uh, Nolan's Batman's because he set that tone, didn't he? Yeah. But Batman can be daft. Do you know what I mean? And Superman is extremely daft. The man who can't die, he can't win him. Make it daft. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, there's so many characters that they can draw. And like Lobo. Lobo should be like a... A Deadpool type anti-hero and stuff. Are they gonna? Are yeah. just gonna make it serious? Oh, I'm Lobo. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, they won't now. Need to, they better not. They just need to have some fun in it. That's why Marvel works. You've seen it fun. what James Gunn does. Like, yeah, he's a character is fun. that's meant to be like that. He'll make the character like that. Mm. I've got all faith in him because yeah, he picked he picked a random uh, group from the Guardians of the Galaxy, that not even the main group, and he made it work. Same so, with Suicide Squad as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he he just picked all the random ones because he he knows that there's such a backlog of characters that you can just really bring to the screen, make into stars, make people love Lobo. I know there's people out there that think Lobo's the best book going, but they've not had their day in the sun yet. Let it happen, man. No. Let it happen. <clears throat> oh, Black Adam, speaking about shakeups, Marvel's doing exactly the same thing after Bob Iger's returning CEO at Disney and negative feedback from Phase Four. Um, they're looking to uh, shake up what they've got planned. That's because they listen to me and stick. <laughs> <laughs> stick to TV. You're good at that. It's just... Well, and speaking of TV, mm. Mike Flanagan is getting his wish. The series adaption mastermind behind Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Club, etc., has now apparently got his dream project. It'd be to adapt Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Please, please, is please it? get that. That's what that's he wants to good. do. Whether he'll get it, we'll have to see, but that's what he wants. That's good because Dark Tower needs a series rather than a, yeah. a fucking that film is so funny, <laughs> it's so bad. Let him do it, but with HBO Max, just because yes. mm. so he gets a good budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and not Netflix because yeah. they'll cancel it after one yeah, series. Exactly. Even if it is good, I don't think he'll trust Netflix again. To be honest, no. He should go to Amazon. They don't mind throwing money. Yeah, uh, Amazon. Yeah. 
Jackie Chan has confirmed Rush Hour 4 is in the works. The movie we've all been waiting for. God's sakes. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, can you call Rush Hour? If you, oh god! If you want something funny related to Rush Hour, go listen to the sequelizers doing Rush Hour three, because that film yeah, is yeah. terrible. <laughs> so racist, all of them. <laughs> so racist, especially the third one. The first one's yeah, great. First one's great. It's still, second, it's just great. Everything goes downhill from the second one onwards. It, it I do was. miss Chris Tucker though. I'm missing loads. Man found God. I know. We're nearly there. Classic Alfred Hitchcock horror, The Birds, being remade, and Scarlett Johansson is in the lead role. I like um, her. I like, Pointless, though. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there wasn't I, yeah. much of a story to it, was there? No. I like the film. I think the film's good. Yeah. for its age. There's no need to remake it, though. It's, like, brilliant as it is. I like the, yeah, I like the concept, though. I think They'll make it so they've got, like, it. avian flu or something. They'll make it more grounded. CGI oh. birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think whoever's directing is going to traumatise their actors. <laughs> Let's hope not. By hurling oh, real birds. Do. Let's hope they do. <laughs> That's what he did, yeah. Wasn't the original Tippy Hedron? George. Yes. Yep. Throw some fucking uh, George R.R. R. Martin says he only has another 500 pages to write on Winds of Winter. Next. When did he say <laughs> this? When did he say <laughs> this? this? When week. did he actually say this? This week. So, judging from Stephen King's ethics, um, he should have had the book finished now. If you said it a few days ago. It's only has 500 pages left. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's that just like a normal book. <laughs> so, I mean, my, my book's 342 pages. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot more than some books. The um, I th- Someone on Reddit was doing the maths and the kind of work there. Like, at his current writing pace, it looks like this is going to be nearly a 2,000-page book. Mm. I wouldn't expect it for another th- at least three years, given his current you know, writing pace. Are you going to die before are you, you with, with books, them. are you guys like me where... If a book's too big and cumbersome, you can't like really get absorbed in because it it's heavy. It, it 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 depends on how well it's written. Like that um that uh, to sleep in a sea of stars that I read this year, mm-hmm. that was nine hundred and something pages. The thick, it's probably the thickest single novel I've ever it's read. A tome though, that um, isn't it? Well, that one had me gripped within the first like three pages. Like it I'd was rather have, like three different you know, paperbacks. Weirdly enough, the thickest, biggest book I've probably ever read. Is the Bible Order of the Phoenix? Yeah, that's a, and that I, was the longest. I, I absolutely one, flew through that one. Is it big? Like, is it a big book? Yeah, yeah. That's like seven hundred pages, I think. Yeah, I read it in about two days. Yeah, I, 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 I like a. Book I used to be able compact. to read books quick when I was younger. Now, it fucking takes me like a year. <laughs> I, I love, I, lo- I love my coffee table books. Obviously, I've got fucking loads. I love them, and I, I skim through them. But I've got a. You've literally got to have a coffee table to read them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if they're too big, I, I just go to love your book. Yeah, I, I do like the smell of a book, though. Oof, that smell. Uh, or Kindle, I've just moved to Kindle, because it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose, but I, I do like a book. Paperbacks. Plenty of them. More of them. Lots behind me. Loads of books. And to oh, finish off with the World Weird Web, uh, dolphins are thought to be one of the most intelligent species in the animal kingdom, and experts believe they put their ingenuity to use in the pursuit of getting high. In extraordinary scenes filmed for a new documentary, young dolphins were seen carefully manipulating a certain kind of puffer fish, which, if provoked, releases a nerve toxin. <laughs> Although the large doses of the toxin can be deadly in small amounts, it's known to produce a narcotic effect, and the dolphins nice. appear to have worked this out and how to make the fish release just the right amount. <laughs> By carefully chewing on the puffer fish and passing it between one another, the marine pass, pass, mammals puff. then enter puff, what puff, seems puff, to puff, be that's, that's the one. a trance-like puff, puff, puff. state. 
And the behaviour was dolphins, captured on camera baby. by the makers of Dolphins Spy in the wow. Pod, a series produced for the BBC. I want to watch stone dolphins all day. They're thugs, aren't they, dolphins? They just like to fight and fuck and get high. Have I told you that time I did swim with... I might have done. When I swam with dolphins and I put my finger in its blowhole and I got told off by the instructor. <laughs> I'm not surprised. surprised. He said, that's not dolphin. for fingering, and it made me laugh so much. <laughs> Were you high? <laughs> no, no. Well, they fuck no. each other in the blowholes as well. Yep. Yeah. The skull fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that Ricky Gervais thing when he was kind of yelling it on the screen. Yeah. It's just like, he is fucking him in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got told off for it. Dolphin loved it. I did it now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he told you off because the dolphin might turn around and try and do it back to you. <laughs> Bring it on, dolphin. <laughs> How did you get that oh, dick no. in your head, oodles? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well funny story. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's well done. Jesus. That was the bumperiest bumper news ever. See you next week. So let's have a really quick Nexus. Um, I'm going to start. I've been playing um, Chained Echoes. Um, I told Gadget to get this as well. Uh, which have I you, have. have you, did, did you, have you put anything into it? Yeah, I've put about four hours into it, I think. Isn't it well written? It's very incredibly well written. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just at the point where you've got, you've got, got your full party and you get out of the castle. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm about probably, probably about an hour further than you, mate. I've I've been taking this one slowly because I'm. I'll admit some some games like this are tapping A, tapping A just to get, but it's so well written and fleshed out, and you love the characters. For anyone don't know, Stig, you won't like this. It's a 16-bit JRPG, basically. It's <laughs> so got, you won't be it's into got it. Massive Final Fantasy VI feel, feels about it. Yeah, and it's got awesome turtle racing. Yes, the turtle race was fantastic. I very much enjoyed that. I lost every bet, but I wasted all my money on it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too, mate. But yeah, I, I haven't got far enough to really dig into that, but something I did put a lot of time in this week. Well, I, 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 Elden I, I, Ring! I, I tell you what, before you move on to Elden Ring, though, the one thing I will say about it is, if you like JRPGs, the um, the way the battle system works, the, the, oh, so the, the character switching is fucking brilliant, because most yeah. of the time with JRPGs, you have like a roster of like, eight characters but you can only have three or four with you at any given time this one yep. you just stack them against each other and you substitute people in and out you like don't FF10. lose yeah you don't lose turns on it um nope. it's fucking brilliant you can get someone in for like a utility spell then then send them back out and get the other person in and then at the end of every fight you get all your hp and magic points back yeah brilliant yeah. love it and there's no random battles no Yay. it's fucking lovely it's really good music's really great good as well but yes music's really good but um, I've been told that you get mechs in this game, and I haven't got one yet. Ooh. So I'm looking for mechs. But yeah, Elden Ring. I'm back in, guys. The game I platinum months ago, um, Coliseum. Oh. Gadget, have you been in yet? No, no, no. I've, I, I dare not yet. So people that have been listening to this podcast know I had an addiction to the uh, unofficial fight clubs <laughs> in Elden Ring. If you don't know what that is, it's where it's PvP and someone becomes the fight master where... They let everyone invade them, but you don't hit him, you don't touch him, and you let other people, and you just fight. You just fight yeah. in a ring, and there's rules that you you abide to, and you only know the rules by looking at the emotes that he's doing. <laughs> it's really, really very nerdy. Fucking, oh, I, I, I put fucking hours and hours into it. Guess what? From Software decided they want to be the Fight Club owners now, and they've opened up the Coliseum. Oh. Do you know why I don't usually like like multiplayer games? 
Yeah. I do like them when I'm fucking brilliant at them. <laughs> and I am an absolute god on Elden Ring. <laughs> I am the man, man. I have not lost a match, and I have had 32 matches. I have not lost a single fight. I've done three on three. I've done three. I've done one on ones. I've d- it's so good, and there's prizes to be won, and there's lore implications as well, which probably ind- indicates more DLC. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's PvP focused. It is multiplayer focused. So if you don't got like PS Plus or whatever you're paying it on, you can't you can't play it. But it's gadget. There's more costumes to wear. Oh no! Yeah, the fashion souls <laughs> has gone on, has it? Oh, it's so fucking funny. People teabagging again. <laughs> I mean, it's gone back to old school. Oh, it's just I don't know. There's just something about it that when rules are put in place. You can't break them anymore. Like we did the fight clubs. You sometimes invaded people that didn't know they were in a fight club, and they just went, just like just, they just destroyed the the host and stuff like that. But with this, it's just. Remember, um, was it Dark Souls three when they had a multiplayer mode where uh, they were like arenas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the multiplayer arenas when the first DLC dropped. Yeah, there, there, there was there was inklings of that being really good. This is just perfected. This one's actually it's, good. Oh, it's, don't worry about your levels or like that, guys. Don't worry about that. You can go in level one and still be on par with everyone else. Nice. Oh, it's just so fucking... If you want more from Elden Ring, the game that keeps on giving, and, I don't know, you, you just feel like smashing something, this is just so fucking... And, again, I haven't lost yet. I feel like I should be on some kind of record somewhere. Like This guy is really good. And it's rare that I can say that about myself, but I am really fucking good at this. So any of the listeners want to challenge me, bring it on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I can't get this game out of me. No. I can't do it. It's game of the year, man. It has to be. It has to be. It fucking has to be. Please, please give it a try. Uh, Candy, why don't you start playing Elden Ring, mate? Oh, no. that's I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Not at the moment. <laughs> I'll help you do the final you, boss. Candy. What's that, Steve? Got too much self-respect. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so she'll play Fallout 4 for the 900th time. Do you want to know what I have been doing, though? Yeah, because you're next. I thought so. I watched I, I watched two films, actually. One of them just quickly, because it's not worth your time. Yep. I watched um, Troll on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Me and Stig, well we've been talking yeah, about I'm this. A, literally in with you on that. I was not bad enough it. to be good and not good enough to be good either. It's just... It's, it's just, crap, isn't it? Yeah, boring. Shite. Yeah. It's crap. So oh, I went to it, it, the trainer I, made it look good. Nah, yeah. it's, it's not it's Roland Emmerich's Godzilla level. Like, that's yeah. what, I think it's shit. With a with a an isotudals with a Poundland Christian Bale, like the army guy. <laughs> it's like Poundland version of Christian Bale from Terminator Salvation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's shite, absolute yeah. garbage. Yeah. It was shite, but what I know, I I know watch... people like it, but you're wrong. <laughs> Do people like it though? Yes. Oh, people God. like it. They need to get a grip. Um, but you know what I did watch was Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, I'm, that's oh. That today. I'm interested to hear about this. Yeah, so the, this one's also on Netflix, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I sort of went into mm. it a bit tentatively because Guillermo can be a bit hit and miss, especially when it's something that's not horror. Um, yes. But yeah, no, it's really good. It's um, it's handcrafted proper stop motion, and it's it's the attention to detail in these models are just. Insane! Like I had to kind of keep reminding myself that it wasn't computer animated, 
like you can kind of see like the dirt underneath their nails and everything that like Geppetto's got this beard that moves it's just really pretty and and Pinocchio himself I think he was um fully 3D printed so where they yes. would have when they would animate normally like people like if they're moving their mouth their whole face would move and everything but this is literally just completely like it's only his mouth that moves so it, it makes it look like wood but um mm-hmm. It follows the same kind of story beats that the Disney version did until about halfway through, but it's it's kind of a reimagination of the original story by Carlo Collodi. It's set in. Did they um, go to? Did they go to this Monstro in it and stuff like that? The whale and that. Yeah, um, Monstro the whale is in it, although it's more of a monster than a whale, I would say. But yeah, it's, oh, um, it's set in World War One. So, like a lot of Guillermo del Toro's work, it's got kind of um, the wartime. He loves doing overtones. that, doesn't he? He loves doing that. Yeah, got the wartime overtones in it. Um, it also gives a brief backstory of Geppetto when he actually, like, before Pinocchio came along, when he actually did have a son, and he actually lost this, lost his child in a um, when their local church got bombed. Um, Whoa! Yeah, no, it, it explores kind of themes of loss and father-son bonding. And um, what it actually kind of means to be alive, and the cast is amazing. So you've got Ewan McGregor, Finn Wolfhard, Ron Perlman, David Bradley, David Bradley, Tilda Swinton, Kate Blanchett, Christopher Waltz, who's brilliant, and I recognise his voice immediately. Yeah. Uh, Bern Gorman and John Turturro, and it does have musical mm. numbers in it as well, and they're actually pretty cute. Mm. They're quite catchy. But Guillermo del Toro actually wrote some of the lyrics, so that was um, that's pretty cute. But the spirits It's got a it's got it's got a user rating where mostly tens. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucking highly rated. Yeah. Well He if takes you watch... a swing at uh, fascism as well, which is uh, nicely done. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Always nice to see. <laughs> um but again, like visually, like the the, the monsters and the the spirits that you've got the spirit of life and death. And mm. they look so much like classic Guillermo de Toro monsters. Like they kind of look like seraphims. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's creepy as fuck. And Pinocchio himself looks super creepy too. Like he doesn't look mm. anything really like a like a proper child. He looks like a sort of like gnarled, a tree. Yeah, like a tree, like a gnarled piece of wood that, and he's sort of asymmetrical. And it was because um, Geppetto carved him when he was drunk. So he's, <laughs> it looks like he's, he's had a lot relate. of a lot of time spent on the one side, and then he's just kind of finished it really quickly on the other. There's actually a. Um, there's a documentary as well. It's only a little half an hour kind of mini documentary. And if you do like, if you're creative in any way, if you do like to see how it's made, it's really interesting. It, it focuses on the animation rather than the acting. But it's, um, yeah, really interesting to watch. But I'm not sure how much... Yeah, my daughter you, loved it. I was going to say, because I wasn't sure how much younger children would enjoy it, because it's not... I mean, it's, it's a family kind film. of lighthearted, but not really. But I think it could be kind of off-putting because it looks a little bit creepy i mean it's it's not scary it's not a scary film in any way but it's creepy in the way sort of like Coraline is you know that just got kind of creepy kind of yeah. look to it yeah so she enjoyed it did she yeah yeah absolutely she's all over it there's oh, that good. the one scene with the the steak and the fire but she mm. just turned away from she just said can i let her know when it's finished and he mm. didn't get hurt anyway so it was fine yeah yeah, but yeah, really enjoyed it. That it's really worth a go. I saw a clip of like when he lies and his nose grows. I thought it was quite inventive, rather than the way mm. he did it. That was quite cool. Yeah, and uh, the the one of the favorite things I saw about this film on Twitter this week was someone put posting um, my favorite film of this year and least favorite film of this year is Pinocchio. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be more different than the yeah. other one. Yeah. Oh, there's totally. two. Yeah, yeah Dis- Disney, Disney released their it. live action version. Oh yeah, Disney did one with a with a sexy fish, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awful. Yeah, I remember. It was. All right, I, I've only ever seen the first Pinocchio. Oh, I'm, I will watch that. I love him. He's a cute little man. Well, he's not little, but I love the man. He is adorable, and in that little documentary, you get to see his shining little face again. So it was lovely. Yeah. I loved him on Cabinet of Curiosities when he's on shuffling onto the suits <laughs> 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 like a weevil in it for him <laughs> with his big old bug eyes. Oh, look at him! I love him. <laughs> love him. What a man! Excellent, excellent. Stig, what you were doing? Uh, I also watched a Netflix uh, film this week, uh, a film mm-hmm. called Intergalactic. Uh, Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Yeah, it's a um, adult animation. So I would stress that this is an is adult, it now <laughs> an adult animation. This is not for kids. Like regardless of how it looks, like in the trailers and the pictures, like this has drugs, sex, language throughout the whole thing. So it's not for kids at all. Um, it's a yeah. So it's this animated film on Netflix. It's a promotional project for Kid Cudi's latest album. Um, originally it was meant to be a series. Because uh, the film is actually split into, I think, like five or six sections. Oh, he's in it, isn't he? He's in it. Yeah. So, um, but they've released it as a full-length film instead. It tells the story of it's two artists, Jabari and Meadow, who um, are neighbours. I think Jabari moves into um, into the building and becomes neighbours, and they fall for each other. Uh, it's basically a rom-com, but it's really good. Um, it cuts out a lot of the cliches and just tells this really simple, down-to-earth story. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked it. There's like it's, it's really low key. Uh, it's got cool, interesting, like I said, down to earth characters. Um, ones that you could just spend time with. Um, I wouldn't actually mind some more, like another, you know, a TV series or another film with these characters. Um, it's well acted. Uh, it stars, I say, yeah, it stars Kid Cudi himself, uh, Jessica Meadows, got Timothy Chalamet in there, Vanessa Hudgens, Keith David. Um, Louis Guzman, Macaulay Culkin's in there for like a small part. It's got quite an you know quite a few other R and B stars as well, like lending their voices. But they all do a really good job. Like it, the conversations in it feel real. Do you know what I mean? Like you know when you watch a rom com and the stuff that people say and come out with, and you're just like nobody speaks like that. You had me at hello. Yeah, like just the <laughs> shit that comes out of people's mouths in rom coms, and you're like, just no one fucking, no one speaks like this. No one does these huge monologues to each other in the rain. Like it's just all. No one shit. stands there with placards saying, "Don't tell your boyfriend. Tell him it's Carol Singer." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas this just feels natural. The conversations the characters have, the conversations that the friends have with each other, and that he has with Meadow and everything, it all just feels real. Like it's. Could ha- like the kind of stuff that would happen in the real world. Uh, the animation style, I absolutely loved this animation style. It's um, it's full of like uh, like pastel colors, like really thick lines, uh, like shadows, uh, kind of like comic book esque. It really reminds me of some of the stylistic choices used in Into the Spider Verse. Um, yeah, the the, the, I, the pictures I've just looked at look like that. Look like Spider Verse. Yeah, so you can see that it's definitely taken its inspiration from that. It um mm. it moves at a low frame rate, so it's not smooth. It's got deliberately, this, yeah. Yeah, it's deliberately got this like weird frame rate drop 
in the movement, but I really like that. You know, in a world of Disney films and DreamWorks, it when you do something different, it stands out and it works. For it, isn't there? And I really liked it. And at times, it pops into like it. it there's like mu- the music playing in the background, and something will happen, and then it'll kind of go into a music video esque like scenario, like a dream sequence scenarios, which are really like eye popping and really good looking. The soundtrack is incredible. Like it in perfect tandem with what's on screen. So obviously they've he's, he's made this album and then they've obviously created this project after. So everything fits perfectly with the music. It's not like, oh, we've had to find a track to fit this scene. It's the other way around. Uh, like it just, I really liked it. I, I, my friend just recommended recommended it to me. Just said like, oh, like not it's not a lot of word about this. It just seems to have dropped, and that's it. Like typical Netflix, just drop a project again. On it's there. got it's got good reviews as well. Yeah, they drop People a project on there. They don't really do much about it, and then you hear about it from word of mouth, and that's kind of how I've heard yeah. about it. So it's like an hour and a half long. So it's not even that long. Perfect. It's just yeah, a really good film with some really nice characters to be to be around and very enjoyable so i would definitely recommend watching it excellent thank you very much mate if you've got another thing we you can do that in the green room um gadget all right so uh first of all i finished um oh hang, hang on actually week. actually gadget i'm not going to pick you first because i know you've got something yeah. to say biggie <laughs> That man, I'm going to let you brace yourself a little bit, listeners, for, for Gadget to chat. I forgot about <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> Apart from collecting so, yeah, um, the world's biggest news segment, what have you done this week, mate? So, yeah, if I'm not been playing COD, uh, I managed to play a little bit of Midnight Suns. It's yes, mate. It's a tactical role-playing game by uh, Firaxis Games um, in collaboration them. with Marvel. It features various comic book characters from the multiple Marvel comic properties, such as Midnight Suns, Avengers, X-Men, and Runaways. It's basically around a story which you play as Hunter, this character they've created that gets resurrected from the dead from in a sleep of like centuries ago, some previous battles against Lilith, who is um, Dark oh, Magic. Is Lilith? Um, the daughter of Dracula, I believe. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't She's know resurrected I didn't know by Lilith. Dr. Faustus of Hydra. Yeah. He uh, brings her back from the, her eternal slumber. And then, uh, yeah, you basically are playing XCOM, but with Marvel characters. It's really cool. I like the, the, the combat is basically XCOM. So you, you go into a map, there's characters that you've got to fight, and um, it's a bit of a card battler as well, because to fight anybody, you have to use uh, randomly selected cards from your characters. You can have buffs, you can have straight-out attacks, uh, healing, you name it. It's really cleverly done. Um, it's done within, obviously, people that know what they're doing with those type of games, so it plays re- really well from a combat side. Um, when you're not in the battles, you go back to your base of operations called the Abbey, and then here no it way. goes a little bit weird. It's got this RPG element where you can run around the Abbey and find stuff that's hidden. You can... Um, collect masterwork comic book covers and then remove the classic paintings that are hanging up in the abbey yes. replace them with comic book covers um you can chat to your characters a bit like mass effect so you start to build up um your relationships with your characters and you help them on side them, missions uh we can give them gifts and it goes all very sims like it's all very oh, odd no. Oh, it's no. a very weird combination my my, my favorite and one you... that i saw um i think it was in skill ups review 
um, he he highlighted that you could um, you, well, well, Oodles, you know Blade. I do. Ultimate Badass. Yeah. So one of one of one of his interactions is to um, he invites you along to a book club he has with Carol Danvers because fuck off. <laughs> But he only set up the boot club with Carol Danvers because he has a crush on her, but he doesn't know how to say that to her. So he invites you along as a kind of a third wheel to, so that he can be with her, but not be awkward. That's Blade. fucking brilliant. Can't wait to no, see bl- this in the MCU. Blade. <laughs> no, 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 no. Blade does shag Captain Marvel. So. I, no, I, I know, but... That's a thing. But, but Blade not having any game? Seriously? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I imagine that's more raw and animalistic. Not like, yeah. Can you, can you let that girl that I fancy know that I fancy her, please? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now, right? Wesley Snipes and Mishahala Ali, they have got game. They have got game. If they wanted a woman, they'd get her. But uh, uh, Steve Rogers is also in this book club. Um, oh. and, he, and he goes to it because he thinks uh, Blade wants to be his friend. Oh, it's so oh. cute. It's a man time. Really weird kind of. What shouldn't work, but it, it just weirdly works, even though it's bizarre and campy and goofy and yeah. What are the, just... what, reel off some of the characters that are in it, mate. Some of the main characters, just so I can get a gra- grasp well, of so who's in you it. You start off with um, the tutorial covers Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Then when you get past that, you end up meeting Nico from Runaways. She's yeah. there. You've got um, Reyes plays Ghost Rider, the younger. Oh, is it the one in the car? Ghost Rider is there. Uh, yep, you got uh, Blade, obviously, as mentioned. Um, that's as far as I've got with the main character, Captain Marvel. He's uh, Magic not so in it, because she's in it, Midnight Suns. Playable. Oh, sorry, Magic's there as well, yes. Yeah, Colossus's sister. Yeah. Yes. Playable roster includes Iron Man, Captain America, Wolverine, Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Blade, oh. Ghost Rider, Magic Hulk, and Nico Minoru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the one from Runaway. That's, that's weird that they've mixed some of the like magic ones with the technological ones. And there's been four more um, marked as upcoming season pass characters in Storm, Venom, yes. Deadpool, and everyone's favourite, Morbius. <laughs> oh, he's Morbius. <laughs> yeah. It's Morbin time. But there's awesome. in jokes, there's Easter eggs, there's cheeky nods and fan service. The films, how and does TV the game are play? In different oh, ways. Morbius is definitely Morbin time then. <laughs> yeah, it's just got this weird kind of. It's that in between the original comics, the Marvel Universe, and this sort of universe in the middle. It's really odd. Did you ever read Midnight Suns at all? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Well, I will do after playing this. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. It is exactly as it is. It's an XCOM game, but it's got all this other weird stuff that shouldn't really be in the game, but kind of works, but doesn't. It's very hard to explain. I've heard it's mega long as well. Like It's like an 80-hour game. Probably. But yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, I'm, and I'm definitely invested in it. Um, but yeah, I, I love XCOM. I got well into that, so I'm enjoying the fact that it's made by them, so it plays well enough. It does have some issues. Um, XCOM 2 used to crash repeatedly on the PS4. I would imagine you'd have a similar issue with this. I'm playing it on the PS5, and I've had not crashing, but just some clipping issues, some janky movement and stuff like that, so they, they may patch that out, but... Yeah, if you play like War of the Chosen nowadays, you play War of the Chosen nowadays. It's a completely different game, isn't it, Gadget? It's completely like mixed. It's just fucking stunning. I'm I'm banging this. I like it. I I definitely like it with the card basis as well. It's basic. It's not 
too dissimilar to Snap in its own little way. Where Shut up. Your cards Don't fucking to, say that. <laughs> your cards, the, the cards that you select will buff your characters or they'll do attack moves and you're actually overwhelmed at some points with lots of enemies coming on the screen. So yeah. obviously you're playing a superhero, so it's got to be a bit of a challenge. But if you use your cards right, you'll um, get the outcomes you want. Can't believe the view's Lilith. I wonder if Jackie turns up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, so I recommend it at the moment. I can't wait. I just want it to be less than 60 quid because it's 60 quid digital at the moment. Unless you win a code, isn't that right, Biggie? Yes, baby. Unless you win a competition. That's right, <laughs> that's right. It's a Firaxis game, so it'll be 15 quid in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right with that. <clears throat> excellent, excellent. Right, the moment you've all been waiting for. Gadget. Right, Come on. okay. So You've got things before... to say, haven't you, pal? I've got things to say. Before I get to the things I need to say, I will say, finish God of War Ragnarok this week. Fucking beautiful. Loved it. Oh, I'm really finishing it tonight. Um, we'll be, you will be hearing a spoiler cast. Yeah, soon. yeah, we're going to do a spoiler cast next week for it. Um, but the main thing I'm going to talk about is, and you've all been on the edge of your seats waiting for this one, I'm going to talk about the Callisto Protocol. And it gets to go on the pod art now. It does. <laughs> So, for those of you living under a rock, Callisto Protocol is the new game from Glenn Schofield, the guy who brought us Dead Space. It's from his game new studio, year. Striking Distance, uh, formed originally as part of the PUBG team, and then they became their own thing. It, it's really weird. We're supposed to, they were going to do a PUBG horror game, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, this was supposed to be a PUBG game, and then it became something else. So, the Callisto Protocol is, a, according to Wikipedia, a 2022 survival horror action game. Um, And... Okay, so <laughs> I have thoughts. I'm going to get the, the good stuff out of the way first. <coughs> let, me just, let me just tell the listener as well, Gadget has been waiting for this game oh, all year. So this. Patiently, he's been saying, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be amazing. Let's see what his thoughts are. Okay, so the things, the things I like about it first, this might be the best looking game I've ever played. At times, the lighting engine and the detail and the graphics, the detail and the facial animations, puts God of War to shame. Like, I'm serious, this Don't game have great is teeth fucking as well. beautiful. You up? They have great teeth as well. They have great they? teeth as well. Spectacular facial animations. Like, they are so Sweaty. good. Um, jo- uh, Josh Duhamel um, plays uh, Jacob Lee really, really well, given the kind of character he's got. All the actors in mm. it do really good work with what they're given. Uh, so that includes, like, uh, Karen... Is it... Oh, what, what, what the hell's her surname? Karen Fukuhara and uh, Sam Witwer are the other two kind of bigger stars in this. Karen one. Fukuhara from The Boys? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So um, the sound design is brilliant. The, uh, the concept, I love the concept. There are some wonderful moments of presentation, like the, uh, because this, the game is set on the moon of Callisto around Jupiter uh, in Black Iron Prison. There are moments where you get to see some wonderful vistas and some wonderful presentations. There are some great reveals. And the music is fantastic. And that's about where it, the good shit ends. Because I'm oh, no. not happy with this game in the fucking slightest. Oh, no. <laughs> oh dear. So, oh, dear. let's get into it. The, the description that Wikipedia gives you, survival horror action video game, it, it's, not, it's not right because there is very little survival. There is very little horror. This game is not fucking scary. There's a lot of action in it and none of it's fucking interesting. <laughs> this, ge- this game I'm going to say this game isn't a bad game it isn't a bad game the problem is it is an absolutely forgettable dull as dishwater game it's it not exciting to play the action sequences and it's not scary to play the horror sequences it also does not have an original thought in any of its code everything is ripped off from everywhere else 
So obviously the, the big thing was that all the comparisons that, oh, this is going to be like the spiritual successor to Dead Space because it's the Dead Space guys. And like, you know, from the from the original uh, kind of concept art and all that, we saw that, you know, it takes a few things like the design of um, of Jacob's suit, the fact that he's got his health bar and like a little hologram on the back of his neck, stuff like that. Uh, also, he's fighting kind of zombies in space. That's a Dead Space thing. Problem is, it, <laughs> it, it takes all this stuff from Dead Space and more. It rips off wholesale set pieces from Dead Space. So, uh-huh. for instance, the Halo jump from Dead Space 2, one of the most famous Give scenes up. in that game. They do that scene. With the whole kind of avoiding shit as you're falling. Uh, kind That's of such a good scene. It is such a good scene. Um, the They rip off The Last of Us because you get, you, you get a whole sequence where you go into a um, deep, dark part of the facility, a facility where these things have been growing for years and years and years and constantly evolving. And oh no! There's been no light, so they're blind, and they click clickers, and they use echolocation. <laughs> but the thing is, where in The Last of Us, it would be a really kind of sculpted experience. You know, you'd walk in, there'd be two clickers and a couple of normal infected around, and you had to kind of balance that out. No, what yeah. they do here is put five of them in a room and say, "Deal with it." Um, oh. you know, in Resident Evil Four, occasionally when uh, you will pop the head off of a Ganados and like this thing will sprout out and you'll get like a much harder version of it to beat, yeah? At night time, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and it maybe happens what once in, what, one in every five, one in every ten? Not even that, probably. But it just happens enough that it uh, keeps you on edge. Yes, you shoot yourself. There's a point in the story where, um, where you, you get a tooltip basically saying that these the enemies can evolve and they can become stronger. You've basically got to attack like. You'll hit them so much and the tentacles will pop out and you have to destroy the tentacles, otherwise they get stronger. Yeah. From the moment you get that tooltip, it happens to every single fucking enemy. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's every enemy does that. So you effectively have to kill them all twice unless you get a crit on them. The combat that system sucks. does not fucking work. So the combat system is primarily... This is more of a brawler than a shooter. You, you do a lot more melee work than you do gun work. Um, That's weird. And the, uh, and the way it works is the enemy comes at you and you get kind of locked into this automatic kind of lock-on system with them. Uh, you, they will swing at you. You have to dodge out the way. Now, it's not like a... Uh, I said this last week. It's not like a FromSoft game where you would press, like, left and circle to dodge to the left. No, you just hold one side of the stick and uh, Jacob will automatically dodge out the way in the relevant just direction. Hold the stick. Not, the, not necessarily the direction you hold the stick. He will just dodge in the relevant direction. Um, <laughs> and, you, and then to dodge... Dodge the follow-up swing, just flick the stick to the other side, and he will dodge again. Then you get your opportunity to hit him. Um, it actually specifically says this in the tutorial box that comes up. It says, there is, uh, what, there is no precision window for this. <laughs> like, you don't need to time <laughs> it this. tells you. <laughs> as soon as something is running it, you just hold left, and then it'll come at you, and you will automatically dodge out the way of it. That is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's so half-baked. The gunplay is fine. Like I'm, I've got no complaints about the guns. The guns are fine. There's they not are many. guns. They are, they are guns. They, they they shoot things. There's not many of them. Um, the resources that Did you, you not get, get like cool plasma cutters and stuff like that. Nail no, guns they're, no, they're just guns. Guns in a prison. There's um, there's one <laughs> pistol, two shotguns, a pulse rifle, and I think a grenade launcher. That's it. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, you do get you, another rip off from Dead Space. You get the grip, which is the telekinesis module from Dead Space. But yeah. without any of the, with, with with like half the casting time, half the power of it, you have to really upgrade it to make it useful at all. It is fun to throw enemies into uh, mulches 
that just have to be in rooms. Also, this prison would fail all health and safety regulations because they just have these spinning <laughs> blades in rooms for no fucking good reason. Which are I'd like to see a spin-off game where you're the auditor of that prison. <laughs> well, the thing, the, the thing is, I get why they're there. It's for these cool moments where you pick up an enemy with a grip and hurl them at it and it instant kills them. Great. The problem is none of it makes sense as to why it's there. And I think this is the biggest failure with the game is because the world is so static and boring. The game is linear to a fault. And there's nothing wrong with having a short linear game. The problem is no. um, there is no interactivity in the world. It's almost like it's being taken on a guided tour of this prison and you're not allowed to touch anything. You can't interact with stuff on desks. Like if you take a swing at a desk with your, with your uh, uh, nightstick thing, you don't knock shit off it. It doesn't interact. It's just this kind hmm. of static set dressing. Um, there's no kind of meaningful exploration. There's no kind of, not really much in the way of hidden items. It's the occasional hidden room with a couple of items in it. Um, there's a lot of facehuggers as well. Well, um, I, I'm going to get to the enemies in a second because I've got lots of thoughts on them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Trust, trust me, this goes um, What was on? Yeah, so the world is, re- is kind of really static. The space that you're in doesn't make a lot of spatial sense. Um, but also they do, they've done that thing, and God of War is guilty of this one as well. I'm not let, giving that a pass. So many tight squeezes to go through that hide loading screens, whether it's kind of, yes. you spend a lot of time looking at Jacob's left shoulder. I'm not kidding. See, I'd prefer that over the... I, I, you'd rather just have load screens? I wouldn't. Well, I'd, I, have, I, I, I'd rather have the crawling through the no, things as well. well no, I'm, 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 I'm not complaining about the concept of it. I'm complaining about the amount of them. The, the, oh. in, in, so in one of the chapters, there, I, I counted... Um, I counted ten tight squeezes and five vents. So wow, it's the, the, I mean That's the levels lot. are long. Don't get me wrong, but they're just not interesting. They're not memorable. Like like dead. I mean, Dead Space Two was pretty linear, yeah. But you got a sense of the space in every room, in every area, and like backtracking what, wasn't there in a what good way. Its function was for why it was there, who existed in that place. You no, know, everything just felt grounded. That no, nursery no, like, mem- section in Dead Space oh, Yeah, I was about to say, is there no, is there no memorable moment like the nursery? No, it's just drab, dark hallways. Um, oh, miss. What a miss. And a sewer, if that counts. Oh, so- oh. You get a sewer level. Oh. There's always a sewer level. And um, does it go, that stinks. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, very well-realized shit kind of like sliding off him as he gets out of the water, but yeah, that's about it. Pretty the, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Enemies. There are four enemy types in the whole game, and two bosses. <laughs> so, so, so your enemy types, you've got your bog-standard infected, of which there's a couple of different outfit models for them, like prisoner and guard. I think that's about it. There's a one that fr- spits from a distance. Um, Ooh. Are they called spitters? I don't know what they're called. I haven't cared to look. <laughs> there is the, uh, the clicker-type ones, and then there are ones which um, are... They're kind of four-legged monster things that kind of run on the ceiling. They remind me of those ones from Dead Space. The they were like dogs that would rush you. They like, like hide Amir behind things. Yeah, they'd hide behind things and then like charge at you. Exactly yeah. the same behavior. It's no brutish ones, big brutes. No, there is one boss which is like a brute which you have to face multiple times. Why? Because story. And then there is the final <laughs> boss, which is the most god-awful boss that anyone has ever encountered in the game. I'm not going to spoil him for you, but trust me, when you get to him, he's fucking awful. Um, he, he said he, everybody. It's a he. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem is this game is just such a fucking letdown. There is, it is so forgettable. The story doesn't turn up until the end of Chapter 5, and there's only eight chapters in the game. Oh, that's um, not good. It's not good. The actors do brilliantly with what they've got. The graphics are incredible. 
but the game is just criminally dull. It under-delivers on everything that it promises. It, you only see Sam Whitworth maybe four times in the whole game. And he's That's the best criminal. And he's the best thing in it. He's the best thing in the world. Yeah. It's a massive letdown, especially given that like the kind of pedigree that Glenn Schofield has and like the people that he brought in either from Visceral Games or from um uh shit, where was he working? Sledgehammer Games when he moved from there. Like, there's a lot of quality here and there is a lot going up, but the marketing has let it down as well because the marketing made this out to be much more interesting a game than it is. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, don't pay full price for this game. Like I say, it's not a bad game, but it is the most turgidly forgettable game I've played in a very long time. It is the bangest of bang average. Do you reckon, um, do you reckon they uh, rushed it to get it out before Dead Space Remake? There's no oh, sign of it being rushed. It Function- functionally, it's fine. They've just, it's just done shit. a bad game. They've just, what you, not what a bad you... game. They, 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 have, they, they have done poor design decisions and made a pretty boring game. There is one, it, it, there do you know what one, it reminds me of? There is one oh, chapter that is great. Chapter 5 is fantastic. Chapter 5 makes me, makes me feel like that's what they wanted to do for Dead Space 3. Because the stuff it does, because right. you go outside onto the moon, and it's kind of really, creepy, and there's some really cool set-piece moments. But the rest mm-hmm. of it, it is all fucking jump scares, and not in the good, not in the good way. Like I died so many times where you just open a door and there's an enemy behind that just launches out and smacks you, and you don't have a not chance fair. to react to it. There are actually there are these enemies that are in like kind of uh, face hugger pods, and yeah. the they have this kind of head on an elasticated tentacle thing, and it just whips out and grabs you. You have a quick time event to get out of it, but it does damage to you. But these things happen; you don't see them because they're all in shadow. If you know they're there, you can shoot them and stop them doing that. But every time you walk in a room, just this thing whips out and gets you, and you can't react to it. It's poor design. Do you know, do you know what it reminds me of, mate? You'll remember this. Um, it reminds me of those tech demo games that come out like Heavenly Sword. It's very much Even like that. Even though PS5 and Xbox doesn't need a tech demo at this point in its life. Yeah. It feels like them little... You, you know what I mean, don't you? The yeah, no, exactly. Like Lair. Remember Lair? I remember Lair, yeah. Demo. This yeah, this like has got this got definitely for the like let's say the video game engine is fantastic. It looks incredible, yeah. but the the actual game in there is just poor. And it's what would you stamp a number on it? What would you what would you say out of ten? Probably say a four or a five. Like it's smack wow. bang in the middle. It's it's to Absolute the point where I would say average. pick it up if you can get it for a tenner. It's can a, you lend it, mate? I'll lend it to you. I'll send I'll send it down to you. I'll, I'll let you send think, it down but, to me because I'm gonna stream it on hardest difficulty. <laughs> you'll get pissed off. I, I I was playing on normal difficulty for about the first half of the game and then I got to the point where I was just dying over and over again to this one enemy I was just like fuck it and I put it down to easy just to get past it and it's just even then it's not interesting you don't understand my resolve mate I will play on hardest difficulty <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll send it down to you and we'll see how you get on with it we'll get some content out of it at least so it won't be a massive least. waste of money yeah <laughs> thank you for that and I, I know you wanted to get that off your chest because yeah it's not nice when you were looking forward to something so long and you just that's that's just been a wet two this year because there's been scorn and there's been this that have let mm. me down massively. Oh yeah, I forgot about scorn. So do you e- know what it is? E- e- Never get fucking, <laughs> EA have got to fucking pull it out of the park with Dead Space in January. If they fuck imagine up the Dead it, Space remake, I'll be fucking I'll be going yeah, over there I was and about kicking to say, asses. Imagine if Dead Space remake shit and Resident Evil Four shit. We're, this is that's it. We we're done. <laughs> what, what have we got? We got nothing. End gaming. <laughs> Not playing games anymore. Buying more guitars. Done. I'm going to get in a football. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, don't get, don't into, get that. into that. That's just a disappointing. 
<laughs> Lesser said, the better. Excellent. Let's move on to our main topic. Now, it was a patron-produced topic. The patrons have chosen poorly and decided for us to change movie titles or something. What was it? God's sake, man. <laughs> it's the easiest concept to take take a, an existing movie title and make something mm. new out of it. Okay. Go on then, Stig. Okay. Um, easiest concept ever. Yep. So, I wrote a whole picture of film here. Film opens with a young boy watching a 1992 Summer Olympic Games. It's a 100-meter final. Camera starts over the top of his head as the men line up for the race. And as the race gets underway, the camera focuses on his face with the light of the TV reflecting on it. As the race happens, the camera slowly zooms into his face and we see the wonder and excitement in his eyes as the commentator announces Linford Christie as the winner. We cut to the title, Need for Speed. <laughs> My God. It's a few years later and we meet the boy at 12 years old. We follow him from his parents' grocery shop as he makes his way to school, kicking a football around, dribbling it around people in the streets. He passes his aunt's bar, drops by, drops her off something, grabs himself some chicken nuggets for breakfast out of the kitchen. We get to his school, we see the kid is fairly liked, he's not super popular, he's also, he's not, but he's not a loner. Uh, we find out he's just well into his sports. He loves football, basketball, plays cricket, just, he just loves sports. Uh, he's a fairly normal childhood until one day when he decides to stick up for a kid being bullied and the bullies chase him and this ends up with a chase uh, and he leaves the bullies in the dust. The next day, the four bullies and the boys are brought to the principal's office as the gym teacher saw the whole thing. As the principal calls him into the office, the gym teacher grabs the boy and says, not you, Usain, you come with me. Oh. <laughs> Need for Speed <laughs> is the life story of Usain Bolt. I want to take it into a cool running style, oh, uh, nice. serious comedy style kind of. Uh, it's my lucky egg. Yeah, uh, film because Bolt is a fun guy. He's he's a he's mm. a proper character, and I think the film should reflect on that. So obviously we're going to embellish this completely to make it proper Hollywood. So Usain's father uh, doesn't approve really. Uh, sport is fun for kids, but when you get to an adult, you have to be, you know, you have to take over the family business. You have to come work in the grocery shop. You can't. No one made money from running. No one made money from running, exactly. Um, but the only person to believe in him is his Aunt Lillian, who is played by Viola Davis, obviously. Yes. Because she can give that film some levity and seriousness that it needs to break through the comedy aspect. Uh, Usain uh, will always be eating chicken nuggets. Always. He loves them. He loves chicken nuggets, yep. So that's all you'll ever see him eating when he's, when he's just wandering around, just picking chicken nuggets out of a box, eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> he'll be played by multiple people. So Miles Brown from Blackish will play him in his early to mid-teens. And Keith Powers, who was in Straight Outta Compton in The Tomorrow War, will play him as the main part. So these two aren't particularly well-known actors. Um, Good in Some people will know now. them. But when I was looking up research on who I could who could play Usain Bolt, any actor in his uh, early to mid-twenties, they were all too short. Usain Bolt is six <laughs> foot five. I needed a tall actor. Oh, God. Keith Powers was the only one that came close. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks the part. So Is he the one who plays Dr. Dre? Uh, I he is, isn't he? No, he's not. He plays Ty- Tyrell or someone. Only a small mm. part I think he plays in it. Oh, wow. I'm getting confused then. I, I, when I was reading up about him, people think he's an up-and-comer, so this is his big okay. uh, big breakout role. 
so yeah, the nice. film is going to touch on Bolt's health issues. Like these, these are real things now. Like he was diagnosed with scoliosis. Uh, and he had to was battle it? through that yet yeah, to continue his career. We were touching his elimination from the 20, 2004 Olympic Games, his poor performances in the World Championships and Commonwealth Games to follow. So you'll get that kind of story of like down and dejected and he's going to be, you know, I, this isn't for me anymore. I'm going to give up. You know, he, he doesn't think that he's going to make him make anything of it until his auntie pushes him through because she sees him that she, she knows he's good enough. She can see that he needs it. She knows that he need he has a need for speed. Um, <laughs> I keep saying it as well. Yeah. She'll say that as well. She'll say, you saying you've got a need for speed and you have to get on that truck. <laughs> it was just directed by Danny Boyle as well. Uh, I, I forgot to put a director, but let's say yes. Danny Boyle would be perfect for Need for Speed. Yep. Uh, and the film, the film's going to end with him winning his first Olympic gold medal in Beijing, and then the camera is going to pan out to see a young boy watching it, watching the fastest man on the planet win his gold medal, and then we cut to black, and it goes for all of Bolt's accomplishments, and then the final word is Need for Speed. So not particularly, just, not just to ring it home. Yeah, yeah. Not particularly comedic uh, or anything, uh, Roll. I just, I just came up with this idea. I thought, Need for Speed. What can I do around that? I so. would watch the shit out of that. Terrible title, but I'd watch. Oh the yeah, shit out it's of that. a terrible title. But <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you could just call it like Bolt or something like that. But then they're gonna yeah, but then Bolt. It. Like there's a film called Bolt. There obviously there's a Disney yeah, film called Bolt. Yeah, but this is the thing. You can use a title from another film. But Bolt would be boring. And you would have guessed yeah. what it was straight away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Excellent, excellent use. I've, I've actually a film I would actually love to watch, <laughs> and I'm a bit gutted it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't Especially have the if Danny Boyle's attached. He'll get made at some point. His film, his lifestyle, will get made at some point, and they will embellish it. Like they will make things up and make. I'm thinking it kind of like Eddie the Eagle style film. Remember that film? Mm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for, that and Cool Runnings, where it's like, yeah. it is funny, but at times it does get serious when it needs to. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, I'm into it, mate. I'm bang into it. Um, Candy, speed. what gothic nightmare have you dreamt up? Well, let me tell you. So this is a DreamWorks computer animated comedy film. We see cuckoos flying. A cuckoo flies straight into a tree. It's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And so the synopsis is... This concept is so fucking too much for me. I can't cope with it. We'll buckle up. So the synopsis. One night, hungry and on the prowl, Randy the fox discovers a stash of food that Ratchet Raccoon is stockpiling for winter and starts slowly filling up his swag bag while, swag bag while she sleeps. Ratchet Raccoon wakes up whilst the heist is taking place. There's a confrontation between Randy Fox and Ratchet. Then Ratchet overpowers Randy and throws him into a penned-in petting zoo with a bunch of other woodland animals that she's caught trying to steal her food. Randy Fox doesn't accept his fate, and he and the other woodland animals who have been in the petting zoo for so long they can't remember what it's like to be free formulate a plan to escape. The edge of the zoo is marked by a series of cuckoo nests. I don't know. I started getting lost here. So <laughs> this concept man is just fucking too much. Have you, have you just rewritten Madagascar? No, she's rewritten One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with fucking Nurse Ratchet as a fucking raccoon. That's how she's done. So anyway, right, so their first plan is to burrow under the fence, so they trick a trio of ferrets to dig under the fence for them, promising that there are plenty of eggs in Ratchet Raccoon's stash. This plan fails as there's concrete flooring preventing it. 
The animals return to their shelters disappointed. Randy Fox gets the attention of one of the cuckoos. He asks them to pass a, me- pass a message on to his friends, the local vixens. I can't deal with this man. <laughs> to the shelter to try and help. As the vixens are trying to bite through the fence, Ratchet Raccoon catches them. Angered by this, she comes up with a plan. She invites Bibbit the Ribbit, a frog, with a woodland animal. <laughs> Almighty! Oh, you get some like plushy dolls made up of these characters. <laughs> In the fucking show. <laughs> she invites him to come to her house with the promise of making a deal with the woodland animals. She offers him some flies in a nice bath. Bibbit the ribbit gets in the bath, but doesn't notice the water getting hotter and hotter until he boils to death. Went a bit dark there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of wanted to, you know, a frog boiling him. and Bibbit dies in one who blew over the cuckoo's nest. Anyway, this hits Randy. Fox hard and he feels responsible for Bibbit the Ribbit's death. The next attempt has to work. A few days later, a child and his family visit the petting zoo. He's, he has a re- remote-controlled car. Distracted by trying to burn an ant with, his, with a magnifying glass, when the boy's parents call him that it's time to go, he forgets the remote-controlled car. Randy Fox seizes this opportunity. Him and Charlie Chicken strap themselves to, a, to the car, while Chief, the meat bear, builds a ramp. And Martini the Hedgehog learns how to use the controls. The car revs up, goes up the ramp, and takes off with Randy Fox and Charlie Chicken. The animation switches to slow motion as the car flies over the cuckoo's nest, with Ch- which Charlie flapping his wings to keep them aloft and outside to freedom. Ratchet <laughs> Raccoon confronts him menacingly, but before she gets the chance to attack Randy Fox and Charlie Chicken, all the cuckoos from their nest fly out and peck until she's banished from the Woodland Kingdom. Starring. Jack Nicholson as Randy Fox, <laughs> Louise Fletcher as Ratchet, Ra- Ratchet Raccoon, Danny yeah. DeVito as Martini the Hedgehog, Will Sampson as Chief the Mute Bear, and Brad Dourif as Bibbit the Ribbit. Would you need anybody as the Mute Bear? Well, yeah, he grunts every now and again. <laughs> he makes bear noises and <sighs> has been, a broom. You, you, made diesel for that, you, you, you made the hook <laughs> yes. from that name, didn't you? Yeah. You made the film. You, you, went, you went with the name and went, right, what can I do? Of course I did. G- Ingenious. That's the idea. Ingenious. <laughs> I, I, is it the idea? Yes. Is it the idea? Yes. <laughs> fucking idea of yours. Biggie. Come on. Show us what you've oh got. Dear. These are quick fire, so hopefully you'll like these. Oh, I've got quick fire First as well. Up, it's a follow-up to American Werewolf in London, and it follows David Kessler, the American tourist from the first film, who's thought to have been shot and killed in London, but actually his body is flown back to his family in the US. He suddenly comes back to life whilst in flight, because yes, it's a full moon, and creates havoc on the plane and manages to escape before it crashes at JFK. He runs amok in New York, particularly down the financial district, at night oh, whilst no. desperately <laughs> risking no, no answers no to his fault in the daytime. That's right, it's the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, <laughs> God, I hate this topic so much. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Why am I laughing? <laughs> Next up. You're a terrible Wraith person. Assassins for again. Hire. Ivanka Rumalev, a stunning KGB officer who's deadly with weapons as she is with unarmed combat. And Clint Edwards, a hulk of a man who uses advanced tech to devastate in effect. Clint is framed for the assassination of a Russian diplomat. Uh, sorry, a diplomat that he was supposed to protect. Ivanka is sent to kill him for revenge. Plot, blah, 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 fall in love, blah, blah, work together. That's right, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, God. <laughs> I like Terrible. the fact that you couldn't even get through your own pitch for that one. <laughs> it's his own fucking it topic gets, and all. It gets worse. Oh, no. <clears throat> Next up, gore porn sports thriller with Mike Tyson and Chris Eubank, 
who both wake up in a room, chained to the wall. No idea how they got there, and a dead referee on the floor, next to a tape recorder and some cutting tools. That's right, Thor. <laughs> that's that's just that's just that's unkind. That's unkind. That's the, that's take, making light of people's speech impediments, and you're a cruel man. Yes. Do you not listen to what what we want this uh, this week, Biggie? Naughty man. I've got a couple more. It's cruel. <laughs> the story of Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards. That's right. He got heavy into heroin in the early seventies. He claimed to have been poisoned with, I think it's sturrachine laced heroin. Is that right? Oh no, he was totally comatose, and was uh, found to be totally awake. He could listen to everyone as they were there. It was like he was dead. He's dead, but he couldn't do anything about it. He's lying there thinking, "I'm not dead." He's also famous for inhaling his father's ashes up his nose. He snorted his father. He was cremated, and couldn't resist grinding him up with a little bit of blow. And yes, that's Hellraiser. Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> next, I'm glad you apologised. Next up, hilarious slapstick comedy where a family man finally has a busy household to himself, decides to cheekily knock one out when they're in everything that everything could go wrong. You have people delivering, family members turn up. Will he ever have that happy ending? That's right. Home Alone. Oh, Unbelievable. Hell. Unbelievable. I knew, I knew exactly that was coming. I knew exactly that was going. <laughs> You're ridiculous. And finally. Snow White has been brutally murdered. There are numerous suspects, but the dwarves need to work together to draw out the killer. That's right. Furious oh. Seven. I knew, I knew, I knew that's what you were doing. I fucking knew it. Fucking hell. That's it for Have me. you finished? Yes. Oh, I'll do mine and then Gadget can do his. I've done I've been very similar to Big Eight where I just couldn't be asked. So, even well, though it was your topic. That you put into this podcast, Noodles. I'll always commit. So the first film is um, starring Christoph Waltz as a Nazi propagandist looking for the perfect soldier, legally blonde. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon that'll be good. Um, uh, uh, Next film, Nightmare Before Christmas, starring Simon Pegg. He's trying to get home from work on Christmas Eve, but the bus is cancelled. That's it, that's the film. Um, (laughs) Next one... (laughs) Somalian pirates accidentally stumble upon a time vortex and find themselves back 800 BC and the world is flooded. But there's a big wooden boat in the distance filled with every animal on the planet. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to go with ice pirates then. No one goes with ice pirates. Um, Another sequel to Simon Pegg's last film. It's Pegg's birthday and the nearby river floods and he doesn't have have content cover in his house. It's called Nightmare on Elm Street. This is Nightmare. Oh, womp womp. Um, no Country for Old Men. It's basically Logan's run. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Charles, Oscar Schindler. Uh, fucking Mr. Charles, Oscar Schindler goes to Asda, but he's quite lackadaisical, so his wife writes him a shopping list. <laughs> called Sch- Schindler's List. That's, Come on. that's like a Tommy Cooper joke. Yeah, I don't know. It's got Benicio Del Toro in it or someone like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Keith Richards, um, he won't die. Die hard. There you go. That, that's, that's my piece. I did not like this topic whatsoever. It's such a strange topic. You chose such poorly, It's an patrons. easy topic to do. Literally, me and Candy literally did it. 
<laughs> took and the Gadget's title about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Gadget is absolutely about to do it. Let's see what results we're getting. Right, okay. So um, I, I, I'm doing this along the lines of what Stig did, which was completely make a brand new film just from the title. Uh, and the title I chose was The Dark Knight. Okay. So the, so the director I'm having attached to this one is Duncan Jones. Because I feel like okay, he deserves I mean. another shot after Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Right, high fantasy, because that's where we're going. High fantasy, this one. I like Warcraft. Um, I've never seen it, but I like Moon. Uh, the composer that I'm going to put on this one, just because I can't get his music out of my head, Bear McCreary. He's good, isn't he? He's, He's very is. good. He's very good. He's very pretty boy as well. Mm, very handsome. He's handsome. Mm, yeah, I like. I like his hair. So this is going to star as the titular Dark Knight, Bjorn Halfason. The, the mountain. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. Uh, as Trip. Anya Taylor-Joy, as Dorma, Richard Madden, as Vastrax, Dave Bautista, as Princess Fionn, Anna Diarmas, and as Queen Iris, Sigourney Weaver. He's giving them names. I've, I, I've got a fucking story and a plot here, man. <clears throat> okay. So in, in the northern lands of Ignis, there's been peace for centuries. Wars between humans and elves were a thing of memory, and the age of heroes and villains was long over. But a mistrust remained between humans and elves, and while they were able to coexist peacefully, it was never a happy peace. Both races kept apart, and rarely was there any mixing. The film starts off at a border wall, where both sides keep watch along uh, allowing trade caravans through. They're friendly enough to each other, but never cross the line. As night falls, screams. A huge shadow is, walk- is seen walking between tents, swinging an enormous sword. When the sun rises, everyone on both sides of the wall are dead. Days later, Trip and Dorma, two human rangers, turn up to investigate what's happened on behalf of the, of the Crown. They are told to work with Vastrax, an elven battle mage who is in, investigating for the Elven Kingdom. So it's get a, kind of got a two-world colliding kind of thing going on here. They find the bodies are, are cut in half with single swipes, something that shouldn't be possible. Vastrax looks worried and talks about the legend of the Dark Knight, a demonic entity that stalks the land, meeting out judgment wherever he sees fit. Trip and Dorma aren't swayed by legends and are sure there is something else at play. In the elven capital, Queen Iris holds council. She looks bored with the day-to-day administration of the kingdom. She's told about the killings and someone comes up with the idea of the Dark Knight, which she laughs off as superstition. She suggests to send an envoy to the humans as a gesture of goodwill, but with secondary intention of trying to work out if the humans were behind the killings. Humanity's ruler, Princess Fionn, is more concerned with the idea of the Dark Knight. She's young and inexperienced as a leader and, the, and, the, and her council try to move her away from the idea, but she orders the army to be strengthened in case of an attack. Trip, Dorma, and Vastrax are sent to a fort in the Elven Lands, which has been decimated the same way as the border crossing. Vastrax becomes more agitated, reciting the legend of the knight and how he came to be. He was once Elvenkind's strongest warrior. He went to hell itself to destroy a great evil, but even the hearts of elves aren't immune to power, and he was tempted and drawn into the bosom of evil. But he was lied to, and he became a thrall for the creature, and a creature he was made to be something that would stalk the lands and terrorise the innocent. After he tells this story, they hear a sound and investigate. The Dark Knight ambushed them, resulting in an exciting battle. Dormer is wounded, but Vastrax scares away the knight by casting fire, not on him, but in between his armour. thing people don't forget in D&D, cast it underneath the armour. They, tra- <laughs> they race to the nearest town to save Dormer. I tried that once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word get- gets back to both rulers that it is in fact the Dark Knight who is doing these killings, causing them both to accuse the other side of summoning him. They both prepare for war. With Dorma healed, they visit Elven Archives to find out how to track down the knight. They discover a spell that could be cast once per decade that would summon him. 
They find an isolated area and try to cast the ritual. Nothing happens. They determine that he's been summoned deliberately. Diplomacy is breaking down. In a summit between Fionn and Iris, um, it's, the meeting goes badly, with accusations being thrown around. Fionn goes to storm out, but as she tries to leave, the Dark Knight blocks her way. The party rush towards the summit to warn their leaders that the Dark Knight has been summoned on purpose. They find bodies littering the shrine and, and that the meeting has taken place in. They burst into the main chamber to find the knight standing over the queen and the princess. We get the twist that the queen is the one who summoned the knight. She knew it would lead to humans declaring war. She's been secretly bolstering the strength of the elven army. She was never happy about her father declaring peace with humans, and she believes they should be destroyed. The war would destroy humanity and elvenkind would be dominant on the continent. Vastrax is devastated, having learned to like his human companions over their adventure. Iris orders the knight to kill them all. He moves on the princess, and another epic fight starts. Iris escapes during this fight. The knight is defeated, but Vastrax is mortally wounded. He tells Trip and Dorma to stop Iris before a terrible genocide occurs. He gives Trip a gem and tells her to smash it at the right time. They chase her down, but she is a competent spellcaster, and a climactic fight occurs. The fight leads to the top of a tower. She pins them down, relishing in their potential defeat. But Trip smashes the gem in front of her, causing a blast of green energy which throws Iris from the tower, impaling her on the defensive structures far below. In the epilogue, Vastrax is honoured as a hero of elven kind, and Iris's plans are being revealed. Fionn declares that she wishes to start a new dialogue with the elves to remove the animosity and the distrust, and Trip and Dorma head off on another adventure. Nice. What happens in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, they did. Dark Knight Rises would be the next one. <laughs> oh man, you can always tell it. You can tell who the author is. Clearly, it's a, it's a, it's an absolutely stunning pitch, but didn't need it in this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. It's like listening to an audio, but they almost dropped off. It was bedtime. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely <laughs> stunning. I, I want to watch it, but yeah, again, this topic, man. But thanks, patrons, for choosing it. <laughs> it's fine. And, yeah, it was a good one. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. That that, well, that I, I, I like pitching that, a film, but to get your juices that, flowing, that's what it's. That one, that, that one was actually a really interesting one to do because the because the constraint of having the title and you have to kind of live up to that title. So I, I took that concept literally and had a dark night. But, you know, it's like it, 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 it sat for ages because I was sitting there thinking, oh, what do I want to do with it? it was, I, I really enjoyed Look, it. I don't care what you say. Uh, Christoph Waltz as Legally Blonde is going to be a good film. <laughs> <Hell yeah>. Sequel <laughs> to Inglourious Bastards. I mean, I'd watch it. I don't, Thor's just cruel. That's just a cruel <laughs> film. It's not fair. Nasty. So let's see what these rotters have given us. In regards to feedback, so in a while, yeah, we've only had a couple of pieces. Zenos has said, "A Quiet Place," a rom-com starring a librarian who meets meets a non-verbal autistic man and has to learn sign language. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds quite nice that one actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and Best Boy Angry Kurt has said, "My idea is not just for one film, but a long-running franchise." Yes, it's my Ooh. beloved Rocky. What but- else do you associate that name? Well, for me, I think of the Rocky Mountains. So my new franchise is a new entry in the whole mountain climbing disaster genre. As you know, there are quite a lot of Rocky films and my franchise will be no different. Starring a grizzled Miles Teller as a buccaneering mountaineer. Buccaneering mountaineer? On each film, he will scale a different mountain with a crew and something happens along the way to make the trek interesting. I'd like the Top Gun Maverick director to write and direct after his stellar work on Top Gun. Good choice. Don't fucking degrace my, uh, my beloved Rocky like that. I think he of knew. chocolate bars when I think of these. <laughs> Fuck off. It's the best fucking saga of films ever made. You know, he knows oh, exactly Rocky what he was doing by taking Rocky then. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Damn it, Candy, now you got me wanting a caramel Rocky. Oh, yeah. Nice. Candy. Oh, caramel Rockies are great. Oh. The yellow ones. Yeah. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. See, we could have done best chocolates or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, we, Kurt didn't put them, Kurt, we didn't give them that option. Kurt understood the assignment. Yeah. Both yeah. Kurt and Zenos came it's through not. on that one, Noodles. Try harder. They did. They, they always do. <laughs> Try harder. They chose poorly, and Biggie's loving this because he put that fucking thing in there. I'm assuming it was one of yours, Biggie, because it's shit. It was, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, then. You liked it when I first put I mean, it in there, thank I mean, you very much. No, no, to, no, 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 no. Yours to get single vote, Oodles. Just say it. Yeah, because <laughs> mine wasn't my, mine wasn't my favourite. My favourite was the one... What, what did we pick? What was the... Um, I can't remember. It was it was another one. I think it, 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 it was the, it, it was, was unforgettable. The, the, no, the me, the media and the zeitgeist that you missed or you regretted. Yes, yes. That, that I've had a talk for hours on that because I've got loads. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yes. we'll throw that in New Year somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, most of the ideas we'll we'll reuse because that's the kind of bastards we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernscapism.co.uk and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour and ruin our show. And please, please, please give us a five-star review because, look, we, we give you the range of producer and you produce this. Please review us. Please <laughs> Excellent. Review us. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was brilliant. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. I'm, 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 only, I'm just bitter that I didn't win that all. <laughs> it's a great concept. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Um, next week, what the heck? It's finally time for our live office Christmas party part it's not, it's, three. It's not even next week. It's tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Oh, yeah. shit. Time. Time. Yeah, time. I time. forgot about so, time. So next week for us now. Yeah. We're, do- <laughs> yeah. we're doing it live on Friday the 16th. You will be able to hear the chaos <laughs> the following Thursday if you're not able to turn up live. Oh. But yes. AP- People that have never tuned in live, uh, <laughs> please just... We've got like Stig throwing a wobbly. We've got um, Stig um, turning his computer off and being Stigged. We've got uh, Stig um, being really drunk. We've got, We've got Candy being unable to speak. Getting the gigs. Getting oh, the giggles. Oh, good, At the end of the last year, she was just like, she can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember it. It's, 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 it's basically, you guys, obviously, as listeners, you weren't there at the podcast, so. It was debauchery in its bestest form. We were very drunk. I was stood on another person's couch that I don't know, singing fucking uh, Gangster's Paradise. I killed Coolio that weekend. You did. So Coolio died the next week. Yeah. So imagine that, but you get to watch us live on Twitch at 8pm. We've got Secret Santa. Biggie's going to do a quiz. Oh, yeah, he is in it this year. Yeah. In the quiz. (laughs) Fucking hell. If you want to get your feedback in... Uh, tell us your best things of the year, basically. Yeah, games, books, yeah. TV, films, music. Uh, anything you're going to get costume changes. Yeah, you're going to get costume changes. You can chat to us in the chat, and we do speak to the chat very, very frequently. In that, it's a long show, so get your drinks. We don't provide the booze for you. No, no, got to bring your own. Bring your own booze. Um, it's not good for watching with kids. Ooh, it's get nah. ridiculous. It gets ridiculous, um, but yeah. If you've never tuned into our live one, if you have, you know what you you know. This is this is the our ending to our year. This is our big. Yeah. We don't do a game of the year. We don't do that nonsense. We just get drunk. No, and, it, and, it, yeah. and it, it is our last recording of the year as well. So after fr- after after fr- fr- uh, Friday coming, um, we we take our Christmas break and we back come back in the middle of January. 
we might we might put that God of War spoiler cast in between that or something like that. Probably as well, just yeah. to just to just to tide you over a little bit because we're the kindest and most giving podcast network ever. And assuming but people yes. are going to get God of War for Christmas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna be sensational. Please tune in. I know some people don't like to have Twitch and stuff like that. Just, just, just get it for this occasion, and then you can delete it again. I mean, you, you can lurk. You don't even have. Yeah, you, have don't to even, name. you don't even have to be signed in. So it's uh, twitch.tv forward slash modern escapism. We go live at yes. eight pm on fr- on Friday the sixteenth. Candy will get so drunk she'll gift you subs. Oh well, it happens. Oh yeah. Every oh year. yeah. <laughs> she goes so crazy. I want heating this year. <laughs> the only reason why I log on. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. Biggie gets so I'm drunk looking he takes forward his top to top off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the middle, which really weirds me out. <laughs> and if you're lucky, we might have a special guest tuning in as well. You, you, who could it be? Who could it be? So yeah, please. And get his thinking there. When I tell him off air, what oh, oh I'm on about, he's gonna go, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, if you are patrons, this is it. If you are patrons, we've got a lot to discuss in the green room. So, this has been a podcast. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.